Blog Talk Radio. Hello, here's my music. Hmm? What happened to your music? Let me see if I... Yeah. Good evening, good evening. One day this time. There's a problem with the volume. Yeah. Lord, help me. We have a different show. Hey? Hey? We have a different, different show, show going on here. Are you hearing me today? It may be a double seat because when the voice music didn't come on, I hear me. Yes. Yes, indeed. And how about Audley? Take it out the trash. You just put her on. And forget a good report. Say hello to Donna, everybody. She's just come in to hear Shirley. Hi, Donna. Total old fourteen. Hi, Brother. Well, she looked at him standing there expecting. And about Leo, we're having a problem with the uh she picked up the pin. Voice. Yeah, we're yeah. turning it down because we're welcoming Donna. Hello, Brother. Yeah, say hello to Donna, everybody. Say I did, hello to but Donna. she's not hearing me. I'm saying good afternoon, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm just want to say hello to Hyacinth also, all the way from London, England. Good evening to you, Hyacinth. Hyacinth, are you hearing us? Are you mute, Hyacinth? No job. 
Caesar here on the Cricket Show. Yes, indeed. Are you hearing me, Audley? I'm hearing it plain and clear. Yeah, because I, I hear you, but you didn't hear me when I introduced Hyson. Did you hear Hyson? And she's not. No, uh, I didn't hear Hy. No, I didn't no. hear Hyson. How about you, Dennis? Are you there with us? I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you, Leon. You okay? You hear? Oh, okay, good. Well, good evening and welcome to the Cricket Show. A little technical difficulty, but we'll survive. Let's hello. give the show bless. Oh, Hyacinth is saying hello. Hello, hello, Hyacinth. Uh, I was slow here. I just ran out. Oh, you just Hi, out. good evening, everyone. Good evening to you. Hey, good uh, evening, Hyacinth. Yeah, we're wondering if you were lost in space. <laughs> <laughs> You're back no, to that. Yes, I, I ran out yes, of my head. Yeah, we have a lot to cover this evening, so bear with me as we just okay. ask God's presence into the show, dear Heavenly Father. We come to you this evening and thank you for your giving us this opportunity. We want you to bless this show, let it go on without any interference whatsoever, Lord. We trust that you will bless each and everyone that is participating in this show. And thank to other, all those who have made it possible for the show to be possible. Be care, uh, take, continue to care. For our loved ones, um, Bobsey and Merchant Nisbet, Dr. Leroy Lashley and his daughter Lisa, Connie Whitley, Ellie Matt, Everett Carter, Oliver Solomon, El Camino Willett, Wentworth, Francis, Dennis Kelman, Iselma Cornelius Walston, Otto, Joseph Guntrup, and of course, Phil Moore Hallpike, as well as Dr. Roger Brown, and all the others who have not expressed their concerns. Lord, we pray for them, heal them from their their whole body, Lord, bring them back to their normal self. We trust that you'll make this show continue. And we will have a wonderful show this evening. Thank you for everything you've done for us. And trust that all will be well with us this evening. So without any further ado, let's just, just go right into the outline. Because we have many and we have a packed show. We should have j coming on at 6.15 until 7. Then we will go into the outline. Audley will be bringing it inside the edge, and of course, the Walter Henry's birthday and anniversary, hour, as well as the various topics that we have on hand for you. But we'll be covering the Headley Weeks Tri Series, and a big win there for the um, West Indies, West Indies Academy over the Team Headley. We'll also talk about New Zealand and Pakistan. The series is going on. The final match there. The, not the final match, but the, the third T20. New Zealand won that by four wickets. And we'll give you the outcome. The points table in the, um, C, not the CPL, but the IPL, the C, and Chennai Super King are leading that tournament, followed by Rajinson Royals, and at the bottom, Delhi Capitals. And we have some interesting news later on because we have the highest score in the series so far. And the number of run runs scored by the individual player, the highest player in that category. You also have the all-time batting leaders and bowling leaders and and the works. We have a number of West Indians are involved and we'd love to mention them this evening. We're also going to cover the Caribbean Premier League, which begins August the 16th and will flow until September the, 20th, the 24th. And some 
and 16 uh, involved, and the matches will be played in uh, from the 16th of August to the 24th of September. We have some six teams, Barbados Royals, the Guyana Amazon Warriors, Jamaica, Talawas, think it's Nevis Patriots, and think it's St. Lucia Kings, Trinbago Knight Riders, and the venues would be in St. Kitts, in Trinidad and Tobago, in St. Lucia, and of course, Barbados. And strange enough, the defending champions and Talawas are not hosting any matches this year. Okay, over in Sinkets also, the Sinkets will be hosting another major tournament in the West Indies Women's Super 50. And the T20 Blazers are staged in next month. And Donna is going to be prepared to give us some reports over there from Sinkets. If, if the Leeward Islands are doing well, how is the other teams, how the other teams are doing. We have the county championship leading leaderboard in the division two. Uh, Durham and Worcestershire are in first and second place. And in division one, we have Hampshire and Essex. They are leading. And it's fair to say Middlesex is at the bottom of the table. And Somerset are second to last. We have the uh, cricket schedule for all the matches that are going to be played over the next few months up to September, and we'll give you that time permitting. And Bangladesh women will be touring Sri Lanka from August, April 29th to May the 12th. They'll be playing three T20s and three ODIs. And the ACC Men's Premier Cup, which started, will be playing 24 ODIs April the 18th until May the 1st all the fixture lineup. And then we have interesting news coming from the ICC, all the exciting things that are going to be happening ahead of the Men's World Cup come 2024. And um, all the matches that are being played around the world, we have most of them. We'll give you them time permitting. And also all the fixture lists which are also going to be played during the course of the time for the next few months. And some interesting news because um, a young man by the name of Harry Brook, he has been struggling and now he has hit form. And oddly, he has scored a magnificent century and they are really pleased with his performance in that encounter. And coming out of um, Pakistan, Ramis Raja, he tore into the PCB because the PCB have... have um, uh, employed Mickey Arta, and he is going to be the, the head show for the team, the director of Pakistan men's cricket. And Ramis Raja was not pleased at all. We tell him all what he said, and we definitely going to have some more interesting news. But um, Dennis has some more in hand for me. So Dennis, why don't you pick it up? Yes. And, uh, welcome back and afternoon to, afternoon to our listeners and panelists, wherever you are. This is the Cricket Show, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Cricket Show. You can call us at one five one five six zero five nine eight five zero. Send us an email, thecricketshow at comcast.net. 
it's your reminder to join us every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time Zone. And yes, Leon, we've uh, covered uh, some of the topics that we hope to uh, get our teeth into this afternoon, time permitting, and uh, we will certainly have some robust discussion. Uh, but coming up in a few minutes, we will have the coach's corner in which we will uh, in, we will invite panelists as well as listeners to uh, interrupt us as we go along. Just call in your question, send in your question, email your question. The Cricket Show, remember, one five one five six zero five nine eight five eight five zero. So, without much ado, it's uh, time almost for the. He has not arrived yet, okay? We call his name and he's here for us. So, So, the time is about Cricket Show USA, the Cricket Hall of Fame USA, and the American Cricket Education Council, ACEC, is pleased to welcome the weekly joint collaborative broadcast of the Coach's Corner. The objective of the Coach's Corner is to provide coaching education and expert views, information, oral and practical assistance while helping to educate those seeking to understand and to become actively involved in the sport of cricket nationally and internationally. The segment of the Coach's Corner will run from 6.15 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern time zone and will feature Jatin Patel, Cricket Hall of Famer and multi-sport coach, administrator, and director of the Cricket Hall of Fame. Good afternoon to you, Coach, and how are you today? Recording in progress. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome good back afternoon, to the show. Good afternoon. Mm-hmm. And Coach, it's a pleasure. Let me to mm-hmm. go ahead, Dennis. Let me welcome you, Coach, with a question to start the uh, ball rolling. But Dennis, Dennis this, before we do that, let us tell the, the panelists that the, the topic this evening is decision-making in cricket, and so they can be prepared to have a question lined up for the coach. So go right ahead with your question, Dennis. Yes, Coach. Coach, in our daily life, whether your daily routine involves work, school or play, we have to make decisions that involve whatever we are doing. Can you tell us specifically when it comes to sports, what is the importance of decision-making? Well, decision-making, especially when we're talking about cricket, it's all about self-decision-making process. If we have to understand right, the batter in a helmet, middle in the game, has to make a lot of decisions on their own. Absolutely no communication from outside or somebody is directing them through the Wi-Fi or some radios what to do or how to do. And it's heavily rely on their own judgment, which is also part of the decision process. And over and over, 
we hear a lot from commentators as well as fans and so many people out there in the cricket world. The one common uh, outcry we hear is uh, bad short selection. When batters get out, people immediately say short selection is not right, or it's a poor short selection, or improper short selection. So what it leads to is this decision-making process, it decides the outcome. If you do it right, and if you make the right decisions, and if it works out, then you have success on your side. But it doesn't happen always because of the so many reasons that includes a part of uh, uh, mindset process, we call it the mindfulness, means you have to live in a current moment, think about what's happening, analyze it, judge it, and then you have to accept it. And the biggest challenge is always, in any sport, I will say, it's your decision-making. Because whatever you make a decision, there is only two things can happen. Sport is not so and so. You make a mistake, you pay for it or you suffer it. If you make the right decision, then definitely success is on your side. How decision-making impacts. And absolutely, decision-making is a lot of time has a lot of distraction, which is the pressure, we call it psychological situation because of the game situation or in your own health situation. There is a physical limitation can impact also. For example, you want to do something, but you are not able to because you are not fit at that particular moment. Or maybe you are tired and not able to uh, perform the way you like or the way everyone else is expecting from you. So if you understand the right Decision-making process has a very important uh, ingredient on your success and failure. Thank you, thank you, Coach. And again, I, I'd like to remind you know our panelists and our listeners, whoever wherever they are, if they have any questions, please you know at an interval just. Let me, let me make my first, give, give me my first question. Good evening again, JT. Yes, indeed. Okay, in um, leadership, in, in particular in team leadership, you have the captain who is responsible for making most of the decisions. But sometimes um, a captain may depend on some key players in his team. And that's sometimes we call the collective leadership. You know, how important is collective leadership in making decisions? Because they don't depend on the captain alone, but they collective, they, 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 uh, the problem is put to a team of players or a number of players, and then they arrive at a decision. How important is that if that is, is uh, something that we can relate to decision-making in, in this aspect? It's a very good question, Leon. I like it. And uh, that is the ongoing issue, whether we look at West Indies or in general, the worldwide ticket. A lot of teams are suffering from uh, this particular uh, 
uh, concern you're saying. The leadership, mm-hmm. it's a two different part actually. The leadership is a kind of a role. It's not about the leader's responsibility is to work together with other people. Really, it's not. In other words, the leader has to know each and every player on the field. He must know everyone's capabilities, abilities, and the potential. Number three, must have the personal bonding and understanding of each and every player out there. That's the one side on the field. Off the field, the leader is actually working with the coaches, team administration and management, as well as when they all work together, they usually develop a game plan, we call it. means what they are going to do and what administration and management or overall teams are expecting in terms of executing that plan on the field. It's easy to say a lot of leader fails on the field for two reasons. Even they prepared, planned for it. There is always things going to happen which you never thought about it or think about it. It just comes from nowhere. And in such situation, the leader, if he thinks like I can fix it or she can think I can fix it, it's extra pressure on them. And because of that, the beauty of especially in cricket is a team sport. Mm-hmm. If you have senior players on the field with you, when we say senior players, it's not just by the age. It's also in terms of the experience who has played more games for more years and carry the most expertise through the experience. And if you can have those people on the field, and if you're working with them as a combined decision-making, especially on game tactics or related to the game situation or related to your team situation, if you feel you're under pressure, you're trying to fight back or come back and want to take the competitive edge on your side, this input from the senior players on the field becomes very important. The very good example, you can see that when we watch these too many T20s, by the time we're looking at uh, 18, 19, and most likely 20 overs, believe it or not, if the game is going in a 24, which is the final over, and you have less than 15 runs to score in that particular over, I guarantee you there is a meeting with the leader as well as maybe one or two other players on the field and maybe the baller. And that is what they discuss. Like, what is the plan for this one over? Because we are going toward the stretch and this one over can change the outcome of the whole game. And what it is is basically leader is taking the second opinion or maybe third opinion. Now, lately, to my experience, it's not about just experience and expert players, especially when you look at IPL or CPL or DBL. 
is uh, not about the senior team member from your own country because you have a lot of experienced players playing with you from other countries. And what they usually do is they discuss the situation. Uh, by the way, in professional state, everyone knows what's going on. But this is the point of quick discussion to outline who is going to bowl, if they bowl, what we can tell this bowler what to do. It means what you are expecting to do. Definitely, you want to be on winning side. It's a, at the same time, if you look at the batting side, if there's a senior batsman out there and if he's a non-striker, you'll definitely see a quick meeting uh, between the overs before this 20 overs started. And it's a quick planning process to see how we can proceed this over. Again, as I said, if the senior batter or the person who is confident to uh, score and take the team to cross the line, and if he's a non-striker or sees a non-striker, then they'll be definitely talking the plan from ball one. Either you go for maximum or rotate the strike. That's a simple thing uh, we can uh, say. But uh, beyond that, there's a fielding strategy and all those. And because of that, I will say, in a team sport, the way you look at it, the winning strategies and, like, some of the good captains are maintaining their winning strategies means the percentage high because they take the inputs. They take this combined decision-making. And, again, decision-making is always can be improved if you have second and third opinions and good input or feedback, and if they can provide the support, the leadership can be a little bit relaxed, and it can go for the better outcome. Thank you, Coach. Uh, let me follow that up with um, a question for you on. I mean, in today's format of cricket, a, better, a batter is faced with a fast pitch rising delivery more commonly called a bouncer. If the cricket format is a test match, the batter often can choose to duck and avoid the delivery. If it's the ODI format, the batter weighs the option to have a swing at it. However, in the T20 format, the batter will swing at that delivery eight out of 10 times. The question is, what is the impact of the decision-making at this time in relation to the format of the game they're playing? What is the impact of the decision-making by the team and the player? Again, this is a critical question in general. These are the three different formats, and good batsman or batter has a three different decision. Let me give you one example of, uh, let's say, if you have a Dhoni or Virat Kohli caliber person batting, their strategies are different based on two things, the format of the game, and the second thing is always situation at the moment when they are ready to take a guard and to see what that can be done next. Now, this three different format has a three different priorities. When you say T20, runs are priority. It's 
not about how you play or what kind of stroke you play. It's all about how many runs you can score against any delivery. So that means you have to throw back at it, whether it's a wide or not, whether it's a no ball or not. At least you have to go for it. The another thing, when you compare the test, you have plenty of time to wait for the opportunities, and that's the only reason the highest amount of uh, bouncers can go uh, without uh, better taking a chance or taking a shot at it, because they like to have the next moment to see if something else comes up. Let's survive and look for the second moment. In ODI, same bouncers can be treated differently if it is within reach, a little bit outside of time, or a little bit on the leg or leg and outside, they can go for the swing because there is a possibility to score some runs without getting out. But when it comes to the T20, the batter is puzzled by the field placement. Normally, behind the stump, you have just one keeper, maybe fine leg, because nowadays you see People on the off are staying towards the point area or square point or between third man and point. So there's a wide gap open behind the keeper. Also, we don't see that many fine legs. It's going a little bit towards the square, towards the leg empire, and that creates the open space. So what it does, a lot of batsmen think either he or she can give even a touch, this ball can go for four or six. And this is the quickest way to score runs without a heavy or hard effort. At the same time, you are carrying some risk. And we have seen people playing these bouncers, trying to make this odd leg cut or leg touch or trying to hit the top of the keeper, and they usually get out. But the decision-making process takes place for two reasons, because of the format of the game and the priority. Thank you, Coach. Invitation for questions, if any, shout, put up your hands. Otherwise, I will proceed with another question for the coach. Um, what just... We discussed that game earlier on that uh, management, that question from Leon. But in a match situation, the batting side needs 30 runs to win, coach, with two wickets in hand. The bowling side has one over to bowl. So based on this situation, as a coach, what do you consider the proper decision to give to both teams? In other words, the batting team with their 30 runs to win and two wickets in hand, the bowling side, one over to bowl. What do you consider the proper decision to give to both teams in order for them, either one, to be victorious? Let's talk about the batting first. The situation is clear that you have six balls to come, legal deliveries, let's say, and you're not counting those no balls and wides because those are the uncertainty of the game. If you get them, it's a bonus. If you got no balls and free hit, it's definitely plus gift coming to you. But without thinking that far, we must understand 
that each and every ball is important. Every ball being bowled and the outcome from that particular ball will change the formula. Means you have six balls to go, and you told me the situation is 30 runs and two wickets left. After the one ball, there will be a different situation where a number of runs required and number of wickets on hand with the five balls remaining. So this equation of the situation, which we call it a demand, will change after each and every ball. But at the same time, as a coach and player, we have to understand one ball at a time. It's not about 30 runs getting six balls. What we can do next, which is only one ball coming, let's say, out of six, and what we can do. So the decision-making is a simple. It's not a rocket science. You always stick with survival is the key. means you have to do something without getting out. And then think about the maximizing thing. means what you can get maximum out of it without getting out. And in order to do so, let's say if you hit a six on a next ball, the formula changes. Now you need 24 out of the five balls. And let's take one ball at a time. Again, it may change if you got the wide or no ball with a free hit. It can change. But at the same time, you can be under pressure because you have to take a risk when you're trying to score runs. If you lose the wicket, what happens? Your team is about one wicket left and certain amount of scoring needed. But again, the priority is what? Runs. So the decision is a very simple for batting. Go for maximum without getting out. That's plain and simple. Now I'm switching to the bowling side. This is more of a baller. Now remember, in any sport, there is a common say, defense wins. And whichever team has a better defense, they will win the game at the end of the day. So in cricket, I consider the fielding side, the bowling side is a defense because they have the all options open. Remember, batsman has a six options, means a six ball coming, and they have to score maximum to reach that 30 mark in that particular over. But now think the positive side of the baller. It takes just one ball to get the batsman out. So the strategy is a very simple, looking at this equation, 30 and 6 balls. So that's like a five runs for each ball. If the baller can contain run, means if he can ball a dark ball, or with the interest to take a wicket, the team can be in a position. Look at this uh, last game, I think that it was uh, yesterday, when the Punjabi they won. It's the Mumbai Indians were very close to take that uh, winning. It was like winnable margin at the point with the three overs left. I would say they were on the momentum. And all of a sudden, this India's left-arm bowler, as we've seen, came out. And it changed the whole uh, equation. And in the 20th over, he delivered what he can. And that is the beauty about this game. 
it was another game uh, when uh, Gujarat Titans was uh, going against that uh, Lucknow Super Giants. What happened? One over. There's a senior baller, my term, I think, bowled the last ball. And in that over, he took the two wickets, and two were run out because they put the batting side under the pressure. It was, I think, 12 or 13 runs needed for that over. We think it may be two sixes. No. If the fielding side is good, if the baller can control the batters from not letting them score, the batters will give you a wicket or throw the wickets. And that is the, how the T20 is. It's a fast game. You have to make the decisions quickly, I will say. And those decisions can be different after every ball. So if the strategies are simple, if you stay with the basics, if you're a baller, it's all about getting wickets without giving runs. And if you're a batter, score as many as you can without getting out. Stick with the basics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the game is yours. Mm-hmm. Thank you, any? Coach, any? Yes, go yes. ahead. Any I have one. Coach, how can you maximize the, the that you are making the correct decision? Case in point, I saw yesterday uh, a batter hits the ball to mid on or a deep, uh, more or less. Midway between the mid mid on and the long on, a mid off, and he he ran. He is supposed he's going to the towards the boat the, the fielder who is throwing, and he fails to 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 um, slide in order to get in before that ball reaches the the um the bowling end and was run up. No, I, I'm saying no. What goes? What should go into a a, a free, uh, player's mind if he's going to make a decision to call his partner for a run. What should go into his mind? Should he... What do you think should go through his mind? Do you understand the question? Yes, I got it. That, that there is a, two things you have to understand. Your decision-making still can be impacted. Depends how you get the ball. You want to score six, let's say, for example. But do you really know what kind of delivery you're going to get the next? Mm -hmm. In today's world, the pitches are flatter, but there is a variation of slow balls or knuckle balls. And there's so many things can happen. And based on that situation, when you want to go for the maximum, you might end up wrong shots sometimes mistime shots, sometimes straight to the fielder. Now, these are the things can happen, let's say, because it's not in your control. Even you make the right decision, you have to carry a little bit the outcome, which is decided by the surface, let's say. But the tactics, you need to be the strong and you need to be rock solid. In this situation, if I read the situation right, if the batter is one, is there on the crease, with scoring more runs than not striker. That's the one situation. Let's say this batter is higher in order in batting than the non-striker. Let's say he's a senior batter at the crease. So what the situation is here in this uh, 
down the stretch over is the priority is give the maximum strike to the senior batter who is capable to or possibly he is more potential to score the remaining runs and they deserve the more opportunity only so instead of going for the single only. the second run is there for a reason they take the chance on the second hey, run for two only. Number one is definitely okay. they are looking at the strike back to the same batter who has a more potential to carry on the batting and take the team uh, to the winning side. Means he's capable to score. They want to retain the strike. Means they have to get back to their end. At the same time, they are taking this risk for one thing. What can happen worse? This batsman can go run out and someone else come and join. That's a risk. But at the same time, it's about 50-50 to me. What happens? Misfilled, wrong throw, uh, baller did not collect well, or the ball did not hit the stumps. You got the extra run. So game is decided by the runs. They want to go first. Thank you, Coach. Um the game related okay, I have, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I have a question. Can I go ahead? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, coach, do you think uh, uh, a captain can be intimidated sometimes because of a previous decision that he has made and the way um, maybe the media or his team reacted and he would find himself in similar position? Uh, don't you think sometimes is is rather intimidated in intimidated in making such decision, you know, having a reflection on what had happened before? Uh, good question. This can happen when you are batting. You know, we have here these uh, sledging, uh, bad language, the teasing. Somebody try to intimidate or excite you or put you in frustration. These all possible things are part of the game. We have to live with it. But at the same time, good players always rely on self-confidence and their capability to execute and let the action speak. I can give you two good examples. One is always the Sachin Tendulkar. It doesn't matter what you say to him or what you're trying to say around him about what's going on in the game. He don't care. Even he feels bad, even he listens, he just ignores and he's come back to his own way. He has his own agenda. He will play his own way because that's how the proper mindset is supposed to be. And he likes to deliver in terms of the action. Let the bat talk. Not by the mouth. Don't respond. Another great example I still always remember is that uh, uh, one of the World Cup when uh, in South Africa when Yura Singh scored those six sixes. If you uh, replay that particular incident, if the captain was talking something, baller was talking something, all all of a sudden, I believe it was targeted to the Yurat Singh, and Yurat Singh did not respond, but he was in a kind of proper mindset that... I heard you, 
every ball out of the park, and he did it. You know, so it's just like uh, when we say leader got something from uh, before the game or during the game from third party or within the field side or outside, it has nothing to do with it, I will say, because you have to stay focused and pay concentration needed for the game. You have the plan, stick with it. Instead of uh, getting into those uh, distractions, I will say how good you are to control your own emotions. That's the key. How can avoid the angerness or frustration? That's another part. So it's going back. All the decision-making process is heavily and highly rely on only one thing. It's called a mindfulness. Are you good, strong enough to take care of the business? Thank you, Coach. Um, perhaps in a game, uh, perhaps you can ask Hi Sensi. She may have a question or Donna. You want to stay with us? Well, I don't think I'm that expert. I'm just I'm I'm just listening and trying to learn. Okay. All right. Thank you, Isaac. Okay. Coach, game-related decisions and normal life decisions appears on the surface to be different. Is there a difference and is there an effectiveness in game-related decisions compared to normal daily life decisions? Can you expand on whether or not there's a difference and is it more effective in one area and, and or another? I, I have done the life coaching too, four or five years back, helping people under that corona and later on when they are going through a hardship. And uh, during the corona, a lot of family has to uh, take that challenge to survive. And some lose his jobs and all those. And by my experience, when I was talking to a lot of families when we're going through that uh, situation, I will rate the decision-making is on a softer side in the game. I'll explain to you why. But it's uh, really tough on a likely. Uh, definitely I can give you one good example where this can be easily understood by anyone. Uh, let's say someone really wants to play cricket. Right? They're putting everything behind it. And what happens? if they don't get opportunity or chances to play, the player usually gets frustrated. They are disappointed because things are not going as expected. And under that situation, it's not about playing. It's hurting their normal life. They might think about going for the suicide or they are rejected and dejected. They're getting into the stupid hobby just to avoid that frustration from the head. That's the one thing for it. In a game situation, it's not a big importance because let's say if you are a baller, if you make a mistake, you have another opportunity coming. If it is a batter or a player, it's the same thing. Worst come worst, and I call it the sports, the game-related decision. If you fell, you fell, your team may fail, and end of the day, you lose the game, but you have another opportunity to play and fix that particular 
error you made. It's not about repeating that error. Every time you fell, life is simple, repeating the same mistake. In other words, when you make mistakes, you learn something. Can you improve and move on? That's the sport. In the life, it's other way around. If you make a big mistake, and if your decision is right, your decision outcome is not like a game. You don't have second thought in some situation. Or I will say certain decisions will impact your personal life for a long time. Mm-hmm. In other words, you will not be able to forget this incident or situation or whatever you made this wrong decision. It will torture you over a time. It's coming back in your head, spinning over and over. And it reminds you that you are still not able to forget that situation. And because of that distraction, it will definitely impact your mind psychology, we call it. it. means you are not able to forget this thing, and it's coming over and over, which is what? It will try to keep you away from the next things you are trying to do. So this decision-making process is a very important. And uh, as being true, I mentor a few rejected, dejected, or disappointed players out there in India, I will say lately, and I usually tell them, hey, when things, life is a learning process, and when you make those decisions, and if you say it's a fail, learn something out of it, improve it, and that's the way to move forward. Coach, uh, uh, Dennis, I have another question. To, and just to follow up on what you were saying, because I had a question right along that line. How do you handle a decision? Because, you know, sometimes you make a decision and it causes enmity. You're causing a batsman to, to crash their bats against, against uh, break the bat, injure themselves, end up being fine. How do you really... And truly, we'll talk to the guys that are involved in making a decision which went the wrong way. Sometimes this, is the, yeah, this is the, I think, most toughest challenge for anyone, I would say, because we are all human beings. And when we are thinking about too much about what happened until now and what was the outcome, and then you are carrying your mindset under two things. Now you are always worried, I will say, every single moment. You are stretching too much about fear of failure and worry of outcome. And that is what it's repeating. A lot of times, everyone has to go through this stage, I will say. It's a learning process. You're going to have downtime. But during the downtime, you have to blank out your mind. Just forget it, whatever happened. It's all about considering or use as a reference what happened. But it doesn't mean it's going to carry over or continue. If you clean your head, and I will say, begin with your slate. Like, for example, let's go back to the test cricket. There is a very simple example I can get you is when the battle gets the light, means somebody is batting and somebody dropped the catch and we call it he got the life. 
the reason for that whatever happened to that ball he survived he was lucky from being getting out now if you keep thinking what happened is never going to bend off it so what happened the batter is taking the second life it's a new beginning the new ball is coming it's a different and the decision he makes will be the outcome and will you guys will not believe it plenty of legendary batsmen has played longer innings where the fielding side has paid the price for the sample so it's all about not your failure remember the nelson mandela it's not about falling you get back from that and falling is more important so if you are dejected or rejected or disappointed because of the performance it's a you can bounce back if you have the proper mindset back you then yes um, coach in a match situation should you as a coach um coach the players to weigh and consider the risks and concerns about their match day decisions in other words a player might say all right should i bowl a yorker or the batter might say should i hit a boundary with this particular ball so should the risk and concerns for making the decision is that something that you would actually coach the players or in imbued in a player on the day of a match it depends on the level of this game i will say if it is at the professional level i will not advise anything it's not about how to do it it's all about what to do it for example mm-hmm. uh at the youth level i have seen many parents are instructing them from outside the boundary what to do next right means they are guiding their kids what to do i have seen uh, even parents uh, about teaching them how to to me it's all about what to if you say let them t20 is it matter how the person plays the defense absolutely not if i have to give instruction i will say stay there try to score runs without getting out now i do not care about how they stop the ball or let it go as long as my purpose is fulfilled or survive let's say batsman is still there without getting out my problem is solved so in this one if it is a professional level then yes you have to understand you should have the game plan against which battles what we going to attack there is a, every battle has a weakness even on a game day even the good battle may have the different difficulty to carry on his inning and if you spot it the professional baller will adjust it it is very simple don't give a batter the comfort and if you can achieve that we are succeeding our planning coach is it better to take in, in you, the, the batter or the bowler needs to make uh, a better decision a better decision making what if anything does it take to get a better outcome in a player's decision making for example 
Abata may say, is the reverse sweep right at this time of the match? Or a bowler may say, should I bowl a Yorker at this time of the match? So what does it take to get a better decision-making on the day of a match? I was bowling all-rounder all my life. I usually wait until I go into the stride and see uh, batter's uh, triggers, which is the foot movement. Because you have to understand as a baller, if the batter has to do something, he is standing on his feet on the ground. Means the first movement always comes from the feet. I do not care about how much is the back lift is there, how the bat is holding, uh, where he is bending his knees. It, it does not concern to me. The triggers will give you some indication to you. And the good batters do not trigger until you come into the stride. And because of that, the smart baller controls their balling variation until they come to the stride. I can give you one example. Like Aswin in India, we have seen in some games, he come to the bowling, he come to the stride, and all of a sudden you see a little bit pause before he delivers the ball. He is looking at it, right? At the same time, if you are a batter, I will suggest the other way. As I said, what the baller do, release. And during that stride, they look at the batter's trigger and the situation where to bowl, and they immediately change their decision in a fraction of moment, and they deliver the ball. If you are a good batter, especially I will say, Kohli, Dhoni, they don't get into it. They usually wait for it. Especially I can see the Virat Kohli. He just wait for the delivery. And believe it or not, we have seen plenty of time. He definitely has a four or five option on every delivery. He will wait for the ball, let the baller being delivered. On the merits of the ball, means length and line, he will pick up out of his one option. That is why he can score, right? Dennis, yeah, uh, uh, just for yes. the sake of the, the, the listeners and the younger ones in particular, can you explain what is meant by the trigger movement? You used that term a while ago, and for those who are listening may not understand what that means. Can you explain? The trigger movement is your feet. You have two feet. When you take the guard, your right and left leg both are on the ground, let's say. When you take the guard, so both feet are steady. All of a sudden, you have to move your feet. And most of the time, when you move your front feet or want to play from that crease or in front of the crease, if you are moving your back foot first, means you are now waiting for the ball to play on the crease or behind the crease. Now, it's a very common, anyone can try, I will say, I will suggest to the coaches when I train them, before you teach the kids, try yourself. Once you make a movement going forward, it's a very difficult to come back. It's not against the specific balling. And because of that, we have to take as a granted, as anticipation, if the trigger is front foot, I will not let the batter to play front foot. 
If I see the trigger back, I will not leave them the delivery which they can strike it. It's a bad movement. So that's the beauty about it. But the trigger is a nothing but a fit movement. Which leg mm-hmm. is making movement first? And that is the key. Thank you so much. Thank you, Coach, for your invaluable insights, tips, and advice on how mindfulness can make a substantial difference, not just in our cricketing life, but perhaps in our daily life. We have come to the end of our Coach's Corner session, and we invite you to join us again next week at the same time for the next uh, in session, the next session of the Coach's Corner. We also invite you now to stay around, stick around with us for the rest of the show. We have another two hours of and lots of information. But in the next hour or so, we'll be having hearing from Audley Watson with the uh, birthday and anniversary yeah. hour. Thank you, Coach. Let's, and let's, let's correct that a little bit. We have the inside edge, but before that, we have a little in little um, a thought from one of our listeners. I'm Amaya Mayers, and I recommend the Cricket Show. Okay. Thank you. Okay, the inside edge for the day. Recording. Did you did you know that um, MS Dhoni has made 16 international centuries, 10 ODIs, and six Test match centuries? But did you also know that he has never scored a century outside of the Asian region? He has scored mm-hmm. in India, Bangladesh, Pakistan, and Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. All his 16 international test matches, they were all made on the Asian continent. As an inside, inside edge for you, just in case you did not know. Thank you. All right. So um, I'm going to get, yeah, the music. When we take a look at the cricketing fraternity, and it's time of evening when you can also call in 515-605-9850, 515-605-9850. And as we go along, we'll give an occasional footnote on individuals who go along. Okay, so this is the 23rd of April, 2023. Believe it or not, it's running away from us a year. So, um... I'll start with um, a few celebrities that are having birthday today. Rissler John Cena, Hal Penn, actor, and um, comedian John Oliver. 
and they are all celebrating their 46th birthday today. 46th birthday. Um, internationally known playwright William Shakespeare was born on this day back in 1564. 1564. Little closer home, we remember Shirley Temple, the little child actor, yeah? Yes, Shirley Temple. She eventually she died in 2014, but she just left uh, Hollywood. You know, being a child actor, she just stayed that way. Shirley Temple was born this day back in 1928, and the Million Dollar Man himself, Mr. Lee Majors, yeah, the Million Dollar Man. He's here on a birthday today. He turns 84 today. 84 was born 1939. And um, we also have filmmaker Michael Moore. Remember uh, Michael Moore, Fahrenheit 9-11? A filmmaker, yes. Born 1954, so he's 69 years old today. That's Michael Moore. Okay, so here we go. Cricket, William Solomon and Claude Carter from South Africa. Graham Manu, Barry Shepard from Australia. John Diarch and Luke Ranchi from New Zealand, Mohammed Kwasi from Pakistan, from Bangladesh, Al-Shahar Rakhon, uh, from Namibia, PJ Kotsi, and Pinky V. V. France, from um, St. Croix, USA, Mr. Hayden Walsh Jr. Yeah, of course, we know he's in um, Antigua Barbuda, but you you know, St. Croix. And today is also the 20, let's see, yeah, today is the 20th anniversary of Brian Lara scoring his first test century. 20 years ago, mm-hmm. he scored his first test century, and that was in Trinidad and Tobago against Australia. He made 122 not out, and that was after 18 innings he made his first test century. Okay, we have uh, for the 24th, Virgil's brother, Michael, will be celebrating. That's tomorrow. Jatin's daughter, Samiri, she will be celebrating tomorrow, of course. And once you hear her name, you know Sachin Tendulka will be coming up next because they share birthday. Mr. Mackenzie's daughter, Andrea, also will be celebrating tomorrow. Back to Kuriki, Jack Hobbs from England. And of course, he scored some 61,000 first-class runs. Prolific batsman. Jeff Homepage and David Larter, all from England. Sachin Tendulkar, of course, the only batsman, the only cricketer, per se, the only cricketer to have played in 200 test matches so far and also 100 international test centuries. Along with MSK Prasad and M. Venkatarama, all from India, we have Dilshan Owari and um, Kamal Mishra from Sri Lanka, Damian Fleming from uh, New Zealand, Mary Patmore from Ireland, and Shakar Raza from Sandakar Raza from Zimbabwe. For the 25th, 
we have Adrian Akil Morrison, Mr. Francis Granton. He will be celebrating the 23rd of this month, not the, not the 20th, the 25th rather, the 25th of this month, he'll be celebrating his birthday. And Omar McLeod, athlete out of Jamaica, he won gold medal um, twice in the 110 meters hurdle for Jamaica and the Caribbean, of course. Back to cricket, Fred Price, Mike Selvig, Monty Parnasar, Joe Chamberlain, B.C. Fry, all Englishmen, Bruce Martin, New Zealand, Neilan Pascal, out of Grenada, Rowan Marshall, out of Barbados, and Akil Hussein from Trinidad and Tobago, all on the 25th, Gary Kutzer from South Africa, Jamie Sidham and Gar Kim Garth from Australia, Sanjeeva Rangatunga from Sri Lanka, and we have Bert Jackson from Zimbabwe, John Melinda from East Africa, and Kim Garth from Ireland. For the 26th, former First Lady Melinda Trump celebrating on the 26th. Uh, also, Johnny Grave, former Cricket West Indies, he also will be celebrating on the 26th, Taurus Riley, Jamaican international reggae star, and uh, Vinod Mamchen, yeah, Vinod Mamchen out of Trinidad and Tobago, international cricket commentator, Vinod Mamchen on the 26th. And also, the judge, a judge is in the house, a judge by the name of Aaron Judge, yeah, New York Yankees giant here. He'll be celebrating also on that day along with another giant. Tim Duncan, formerly of the NBA, and he played 19 years in the NBA and all 19 years with the Spurs, San Antonio Spurs. And not one year did they make to did they fail to make the playoffs as long as he was on the side. 19 years. That's some sort of a record. Okay. Back to cricket, Marty Bell, Lonnie Davis, all from England, Betty Anderson, Laura Woolbroff. And Laura, one is L-A-U-R-A, the next one is L-A-R-A, Laura Goodall uh, from South Africa, Dick Howard from New Zealand, Jody Donnett, Charles Kellaway, Peter Hanscombe from England, Miriam Butt from Pakistan, and Marie McDonald from Ireland, V.K. Ramswamy from India, from uh, Iverson on the 27th. Vaughn Iverson will be celebrating his birthday, and also Ella, the sister of Cardinal, will be celebrating on the same day, the 27th of this month, April, and it will be the anniversary of the fastest ball that's ever been recorded, bowled in cricket, and it's from the man himself, Royal Pindi Express, Shoaib Akhtar. And that happened back in 2002. Uh, so it, it will be 21 years. 2002 when he clocked 100.04 miles an hour in an ODI versus New Zealand. And he bowled that ball to Craig McMillan. So um, back to cricket. Bill Gomson, Jeremy Sharp from England. June Endy also from England. Peter McIntyre and John McLean from Australia, Hamish Rutherford from New Zealand, 
Imran Khan, not not the, the, the prolific Imran Khan. This one is I M R A A N to make it different. And we have Khalid Wiseir from Pakistan, Regan West from Ireland. For the twenty eighth we have general degrees entertain out of Jamaica. And it will also be the anniversary of Australia winning the World Cup for the third consecutive time when they beat Sri Lanka in Barbados back in 2007. Back to cricket, Al-Valestine, are still on cricket because uh, that World Cup is cricket. Al-Valestine and Valentine from Jamaica and Shannon Gabriel from Trinidad and Tobago, they celebrate birthday on the 28th. Along with Sugar Patel from the United States, Hilton Ackerman and Trevor Quick, from South Africa, Gart Denley from Ireland, Mike Braley from England, Ajit Pair, Pair, P-A-I, from, from India, and the Flowers from Zimbabwe, Garth Wright from Scotland, and Jack Singleton from Australia. And finally, for the 20, on the 29th, we have Mr. Mackenzie again, Lydia Albert. Mr. Mackenzie knows about that one. Hopefully, he'll come on and we'll see him on the radio as usual. And and this is Saturday, and of course Andre Russell will be celebrating his birthday. He's getting up here, believe it or not. Andre Russell will be 35 on Saturday, so um, I guess he continues to play the shorter version of the game. He can continue for quite a while more. From Australia, Mervyn Harvey, Brian Tabe, and James James Faulkner, Phil Tufnell, Sydney, and Dudley Rippon, all three from England. Ashish Neera from India, Trent Johnstone from Ireland, and from Namibia, Namibia, Stephen Broad. So that's what I have here for you, Leon. Back to you. We'll come back in a little bit. Hi, this is Debbie. On Sundays, I listen to the Cricket Show. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for that. Folks, I had the pleasure of um, entertaining a number of my family members this week. Some eight of them piled into my little home over here in the neck of the woods. And it was just a joy and a pleasure to welcome Fuel Knight, Jasper Knight, Javan Rose, Joan Mayers, Mayor Mayers, um, Alicia Mayers, Cheyenne Rose, and of course, Nicholas Knight. We, we had a wonderful time. We they, made, they met their cousin for the first time, Adrian Morris, and we just want to say happy birthday in advance to Adrian, my grandson, and just to tell you folks that we, we got a tour down to Miami a couple of weeks, a couple of days ago, and he caught a 40-pounder, 40 and he brought it up himself. Wow. Yeah, indeed. That, that's a huge yeah. one. That's huge. <laughs> yeah, it's very huge. And he, he, how, he how long not... it took him to land that one? How, how long he I, had to struggle with that one? I didn't ask him, but he had a couple <laughs> of friends, uh, friends with him. At least his father-in-law was there with him. And um, a friend of mine, and they both brought, the, brought it in. And they, he was able to smoke that, that fish because we couldn't bring it on the flight and, and bring part of it to the bus. But he had that okay. to be displayed. He said, Grandpa, don't put that on the, the internet yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it was a good side. So, 
So some joy and, and, and um, enjoyment to uh, be united with some of my family members. And that's just one part of my family. I believe if we count them all, we have over 100. So I'm grateful to meet them one by one. So that's my little joy and concern and birthday wishes. Anyone else? Well, that's you. Nothing for me yes. this week, Leo. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I have. Donna. Donna, Donna, come right in. I mm-hmm. mentioned my two birthdays already. Mm-hmm. Ella and Vaughn, celebrating on the 27th. Ella, my sister. Mm-hmm. And Vaughn, okay. celebrating on the 27th. Those are mine for this week. Okay. Happy birthday. Yeah, anybody else? No, nothing for me. We're not, we're not, we we have heard from um, Virgil. We tried him a couple of times. And he was not. Hi, but maybe on duty somewhere. Yeah. I still have a birthday this week. No, 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 not this week. Not this week. Not this week, no. Okay. My name is Alicia Merrick, and I recommend The Cricket Show. Somebody washing the dishes? Or <laughs> <laughs> a lot of paper is being rattled or something like that. Okay, yeah, okay. Okay, well. die, die down. And that's it for me only. Yeah, so we, just, we, just want, we just want to wish all the birthday celebrants, you know, mm-hmm. for this week, a wonderful, wonderful happy birthday. But um, my, my Florida mom, you know, you guys, you know, my mom died in... in in February, but you have always heard me talk about my Florida mom, mm-hmm. Mrs. Beryl, Mrs. Anderson. Well, um, yesterday, um, as a matter of fact, today is her birthday, but they had a big celebration yesterday. Today she turned 90. So oh, we, we, wow. had, we had a big celebration yesterday. It started from 5 o'clock, and it ended at 9 o'clock. So, you know, it's an extended time, you know. In, in in a nice nice facility that was all, you know, dressed up and ready for the the, the, the ninety year old, and uh, she's looking good. She came in dancing too and stuff, <laughs> you know. So, mom, yeah, happy birthday to you, moms. I called her a little later, a little earlier myself. You know, I was there yesterday, and then with you know, the, the, all the children are still there today. So it's like. A, it's almost in the Ivor Henry style. It's not not quite for the whole month, but they are doing two full days of full celebration. Um, so it, it's ongoing. And then there is another birthday. Um, up at ben Ben Jones will be celebrating some sometime. Let me. I just want to be sure what day it will be. Yes, the twenty seventh. Uh, he is up in Canada. He'll be celebrating his birthday on the 27th. So that's my two that I have for this week. And I guess this is it for the birthday hours. So we just want to remind each one to test. Oh, you have something else? Oh, yes, we have Mr. McKenzie has joined us. Maybe oh, we can... Uh... Yes. Oh, yes. What, what, what is it all I'm surprised about? Oh, <laughs> Mr. McKenzie's <laughs> on the line. It's very important, you know. I'm, I'm very late and I need to apologize to your good guys. For keeping the show going. But I have two uh, important birthdays coming up. Two. Mm-hmm. One of my, that's my nephew in England. He's, his birthday is up on, uh, coming up on the 23rd. And then there's a lovely lady somewhere around here. 
by the name of Lydia Albert, and her birthday is coming up on Saturday. And yeah. you always have to go in the history, in the history books because so they are what, not so what about, to be forgotten. So what about Andrea? Andrea Martin? Oh, I I I, I disband her. No, well, unless you change the card, I have it for the 24th of 24th of April. It say Andrea Martin, the 24th of of no, April. So Andrea is the 20. Andrea is the 18th of October, and oh, her yeah. son, her son, I think, is is second of August. Okay, so so the one the, the the person in England is is your grandson? That's my that's my nephew. I, I'm I, uh, I'm very worried about him. I've heard from him. I've heard from him for quite a while now. He lost his mother some years ago, and then my brother died some years ago too. So and he has a sister. His sister got married the other day. You know? Okay. Uh, so he wants. All right. I'll, I'll, he wants to do. I'll huh? call you. I'll, I'll call you off here. I'll call you in the week off here, and we settle everything. Get everything straight. All right. Okay. Yes, sir. Nice to hear. Nice to see you on the radio, rather. Not here. Nice I mean, to you on the radio. You guys, you And I walk a little bit better these days. All right. I'm trying to put her in the And next week you're going to be starting running. Running again. Right? Say yes. (laughs) 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 All right. So I guess that's it for the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. We're just going to ask you once again. Yeah, you came in just in time. But, you know, we'd have made time for you. You're an important person, eh? <laughs> right. So, so we just wanted each one to tell one, tell, let them know that we are here on Sundays from six until nine, and the, the birthday mm-hmm. hour is from seven o'clock right uh, until about now. So each one tell one. Thanks for listening, Thank and um, remember, remember, you can always call in. The number is five one five six zero five ninety eight fifty five one five. So far, 9850. So this has been the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Join us next week when we do it again. But Leon is going to give us some music for the birthday. England was in trouble from the very start. Paul and Mighty Griffith really broke the heart. At a hundred miles per hour, they made the ball flight. The Englishman ball umpire, we are built for life. Oh, Don't stop at all. Oh, Giving back the ball. Oh, so buzz and hard. Bring Gibson on. Murray broke the record. At 20 years old, everybody bought him the best in the world. They mention great wicked keeping, but nothing like that. They say he's an acrobatic human tiger cat. And that's the battle. I said, give this back the ball.
some of the program and we have coming up uh, news from the oh he's back Liam take it away yes okay good thank you so much Audley for that wonderful birthday oh it was enjoyable and let me just all right yes indeed we're going to turn our attention now to the Headley Weeks Tri-Series what a what a big win for the Academy. The scores in that match, Team Headley scored 259 for 9 and 122. The West Indies Academy, 323 and 59 for 3. A big win for the youngsters. Who wants to go first? Certainly not me, but I'm sure Danny wants to say something about the youngsters. Well, Leon. It is very pleasing to the eyes, very pleasing to the heart, and of course, as a cricket fan, this is just wonderful to have seen a red ball cricket match in which the West Indies Academy <laughs> players, these are boys who are at the age of, uh, you know, I'd say 19, 20 in that region, and they took on the well-established Season uh, West Indies, um, uh, in some case professional. Well, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the professional boys. They took them on, mm-hmm. and they got the better of them. In the first match of this tri series, the uh, West in the team Headley selected from some of the most successful players in the regional tournament in the past year. And these men who batted first and scored 259, as Leon pointed out, with most of that 259 runs coming from Joshua De Silva with his test match experience. He scored, a, he, Good guy. He scored 100, 136 runs he scored, and he was um, supported ably by Akeem Jordan, who scored 54 but apart from those two, uh, the Bravos, the Mosleys, the Kieran Powells, all failed to um, make much of a show on this uh, in this Team Headley score of 259. It was reassuring and very nice to see that uh, the academy, Joan Lane, he bagged five wickets for 39 runs, and he was supported by 
Joshua Bishop, who had two wickets for 89. Ashmead Ned, who had one for 32. And Mackenzie, who took one for eight. And in the uh, academy first innings, we had the academy players. They made two, 323 in their, in, their, in 94 overs. And those runs were by Kurt McKenzie, scored a 50. And Kevlon Anderson upstaged everyone in that match because he scored a magnificent 153 runs. Two had support from uh, Joanne Lane, who also scored 38 runs to go along with his... uh, five for 39 and there we have that they were all out for 323 a lead of about 64 runs and in team Headley's second innings we had unfortunate uh well how do we put it a collapse of proportional and thanks, of course, to the bowling of, uh, again, the young academic players. Uh, in the Headley's second innings, the highest run total came from Justin Greaves, who scored 30, supported by Akeem Jordan, who scored 28. And everyone else uh, folded for less than, uh, well, Kieran Powell, 20 and the others, no one else got above 12 or so ably supported, I suppose, to get uh, their total of uh, 122 in 49 overs. Uh, the bowling stars in the academic team, Pittman was 3 for 27 from uh, 7 overs. We had Young Naeem Young, he had three for 17 from 10 overs. Uh, Bishop, Joshua Bishop, two for 18 from 12 overs. Now, in 12 overs, two for 18 against the professionals, that reserves, you know, a tip of the hat. And Ashley, Ashmead Ned, one for 52 in 10 overs. Uh, The um, team Headley, folded meekly the academy in their second innings they scored the required 59 runs to win this match by a total of seven wickets and as i said it is very pleasing to have seen that type of contribution it shows that cricket in the west indies does is still growing although it's probably growing slower than many of us would like but it is growing and i'm looking forward to the next match in this series which will commence on the 26th of april when i think the uh academy team week team will t- team weeks will take on the academy team that's my uh summary for you um Leon, and uh, we see in team weeks we've got Alec Athanes and Chanda Paul and mm-hmm. other big guns 
you to take on the academy. So let's see how that fare beginning on the 26th. Back to you, Liam. Okay, I just want to welcome back Jatin and the wonderful uh, Coach's Corner. Getting rave reviews about that Coach's Corner. Jake, Jake welcome back. Um, a good win for the Academy 11. And good to see Kelvin, Kelvin Pittman putting up his hands. And, of course, the young who was the, the captain of that Academy 11. He also came in with some good numbers. And just hope that these guys will continue to challenge for a spot in the team. Anyone else who wants to chime in on the Academy, West Indies Academy, big win over the team Hadley, which comprised of people um, like I, Bravo. <laughs> Go ahead, Dick. Yeah, Leon, Leon we, I guess we could, we could call it progress, but in the meantime, when we look back at when we look back at that matter, see what's happening is is that the the up and coming ones are beating upon the professionals. So yes. <laughs> on one hand, we are rejoicing because you know <laughs> the 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 young ones are coming up and they are showing their hands. But on the other hand, we are lamenting because <clears throat> those who are supposed to be representing the West Indies here and now. They are the ones that have been beaten down, and they and, and they have been beaten down by by the by our youngsters. So it, it, it is saying, in in spite of you know the the, the 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 glory and the hurrah for the youngsters, it is saying Western cricket is not too good right now unless we're gonna fast track. You know, well at least this is one match anyhow. So we want to we want to see some more consistency. If they continue to beat or the, the other teams consistently, then maybe we have to fast track some of those younger players because they are the ones that are beating upon our season's professionals. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, so it's it's good and it's bad for the West Indies. Let's look at it that way. It's fair to say that the winner, the top two teams, will go into the finals. That's how it will That's end what? because the top two teams. You have a three-match uh, Tri-Nation series. Not Tri-Nation, but Tri-Team series. And um, the Academy won their first match. And if they were to win, then there will be a certainty. And then the other two, te- two, two losing team will play for the final spot. And then the winner of that gets the trophy. That's how it's going to be. I did not read up much on it. Anyone can fill me in with that? I, 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 I have I haven't you, read the format. I, um, you know how it all played no, out. I'm not going to discuss this one. I I, I know. Uh, I, I'm not very impressed with how our teams are playing, and I'm glad to know that the youngsters are, are doing, putting them, putting down their marker, and we hope they they continue to do so, and Tayashi Ban office in this region from those guys who fail to perform. So let's keep up with them. Leonard and Dennis, I'm glad that you are in the game. So let's keep up with them and see exactly where we go from here. Thank you. You're welcome. So how yeah, many then, rounds how many rounds more round we have yeah, to go because a, I, I, I really... three, one more round or two. Yeah, it's only three, three matches. Yeah, only three teams are involved. You know. There are yeah, three so teams involved. Yeah. 
the academy and two other teams that I think one was Weeks and one is Head Headley. Weeks Headley and the academy. Yeah, and the three and the academy are involved. So right. I I assume oh. that the, the one with the more points or the most points will be the leader at this point, and then the other two play two teams will play if they will play again for the final to appear in the final. Right. And then the winner of that the match will be the are, champion. Yeah, the top two, as you said, Leon, will contest the final of this trilateral series between the Edley team and the the um, Weeks team and the Academy. Uh, right now, it looks like the Academy are in good position, really, to um, you know to be challenging for the final spot. But we'll see next week when they, you know they take on the. Um, but but mm-hmm. if in fact if, if if there is a washout, they will well, go down to the next one race. Yeah. No, yeah, well, next one only get okay. points for for bowling and the point, yeah, points for 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 a number of wickets taken. I'm I don't sure know. Those we, are it's it's not three. well published as to exactly how they whether or not bonus points are involved, but I know the top two mm-hmm. teams will contest the final, yes, the final of this yes, trilateral yes. series. Mm-hmm. So let's see what happens next week when we can uh, get next a better week, picture. Next here. week, definitely, Dennis, we will have information for for the, our listeners in terms of the price, money, etc. Unless Jason has some inside knowledge of what is going on over there in the Caribbean, Jason. Okay. Yeah, I'm not following too much lately on Caribbean on local thing because we have so many things going on in the U.S. and yes. India. Mm-hmm. So sorry to say, I know there is a lot of things happening in uh, San uh, Vincent, I think, and then uh, San Vincent. They are having yeah, they are having something in Antigua. That's what the, what I got from uh, Brother Sivnarayan. <laughs> But other than that, I'm not following too much on uh, current West Indies ongoing local things. Okay. Okay, why don't we put our, turn our attention to the CPL? Well, the CPL is due to commence this year, August the 16th, and we'll go until September the 24th. Of course, there are six teams involved, Barbados, Guyana, Jamaica, Thank you, Nevis. St. Lucia, Trinidad Tobago. And they call themselves Trinbago Night Riders, St. Lucia Kings, St. Kitts Nevis Patriots, Jamaica Talawas, the Guyana Amazon Warriors, and then the Barbados Royals. And of course, each, the winner will be crowned. There will be some 34 matches. And the winner will be crowned on the, well, of course, on the 24th of September. A good month. And um, the top four teams will advance to the playoff. Okay. And the first, they'll have advanced to the qualifier one. And then the other two, or two will compete in an eliminator. And I believe the loser of the, the the qualifier will play the eliminator and will determine the two who will meet in the finals. That's how I recommend it. But 
Just be prepared for that. We'll have more news when it comes to hand. Anyone wants to comment on the CPL? CPL is now 13 years old. Uh, Leon, in, in addition to the CPL, well, we, we, we should indicate that we're speaking of the men's CPL because uh, the women's CPL... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's on the agenda to begin next month. Yeah, well, um, we, have that, we have that in line to speak on, on as well. One of them is healthy I'm sorry? Yes, yes, yes. thank you, yes. Thank you, because there are two, two um, not only the CPL in women will be different. We'll, we'll talk about that in the meantime. Yeah. Okay, so... Well, well when, it, when, it, when, it come, when, it come, when it comes to the men, of course, um, it, it's called the greatest mm-hmm. party on earth. <laughs> and you know the, the you know how uh, you know the Caribbean people can dance and jump and you know do the, the stuff. As a matter of fact, everybody's doing that now because they they are getting they are getting um, professional to come and, and do it up front and stuff like that. But you know we have the shell the, the, the uh, kind of stuff. Um, I, I think it's it's the most popular thing right now to come out of the West Indies, and yeah. um, we we have had a lot of support. And we, we know the connection because um, we have some owners out of India, and I think this about India. So, therefore, you know, a lot of Indians are tuning in. You know, the matches are being played for the Indian audience. So that makes it automatically, you know, a top, top brand. And, um, yes, and I think for a long time it will continue. The, 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 the crowd are coming back, you know, after the COVID stuff. And uh, I know when it came the first time, it, it was such a, a novelty. And, uh, you know, night cricket and all all the international cricketers were being assembled at the same place, playing in the same match and stuff like that. And um, it, it, it sort of waned a little bit. But then I, I think it, it think it's right back now and it's being supported hugely by the, by the supporters. And uh, as we know, um, the T20 is the one that you, you, can, you can go to work and come back in the evening and then you see an entire match or if you get a part of it. But, you know, you're going to get a result there and now. And um, the CPL continue to shine and I think will continue for a very long time. Look forward yeah. to watch some of those matches. Anyone else before we move on to the, the ladies' portion of the... Now, before you move on to the ladies, we are in cricket in the Caribbean, and I don't mean in this country. Okay, well, let's move. Before, it, before, we go in, before we go in, Mr. McKenzie, would you hold on a while? Yes, sir. Because we want to welcome Mr. Simon O'Brien. He's on, so we can't wait. Okay, go right, go right ahead. Yes, go okay. right ahead. We just want to say hi to Mr. Simon. How are you, sir? Simon, oh. And hello okay, and well, good evening to you, Mr. President. And I say good evening to all the panelists. And I'd like to call all my panelists by their name, like Leon and Dennis and Cardinal, Audley, Donna, Matrice, Virgil, Mr. Patel, Jetna, Ivor, Mr. McKenzie. Happy Thank to be you. on the show with you. Talented and you have one ladies. new name. You have one new name. Hi, Hi, well, all the way from England. Hi, from England. King England. She's from London. Hyacinth. Right. Okay. Would you, would you, yes, I'm would here. You with you. 
Will you bear with us with a you. while while we go through the other some other homework we're doing here right now and we'll bring it on as soon as we can. Okay? So folks, we have the Sinkets. We'll be hosting the major tournament for the women and the women's super fifty cup and the women's twenty blades. And of course more details are to follow. We the women's are gonna be doing their thing and we're gonna be following them. Anyone has anything to, to say on and and that? We do have the the um for these women's match which is due to begin on round one on May the eighth. So mark yes, your yes. calendar there. May the eighth, yes. the first yes. round will involve the Windward Islands versus Jamaica, Conakry Cricket Center, the Leeward Islands versus Jamaica, St. Paul Sports Complex, Trinidad and Tobago Divas versus Barbados at Warner Park. So that's the first round, May the 8th, of the Women's United Super 50. Play starts at 10 a.m. and matches will be streamed live on West mm. Indies Cricket YouTube channel with live scoreboard and ball-by-ball ball on the westindiescricket.com match center. And they'll play around two uh, on May the 10th, and round three, May the 12th, and round four, May the 15th. And it looks like the final round will be on May the 17th. So it begins May the 8th, and it completes on May the 17th. So it looks like nine days. And immediately following that, there will be a slight pause, and we'll get the T20 Blaze, the women's T20 Blaze, again involving the, the same teams. And that How many teams are they, please? How many teams are involved? Uh, uh, the Windward Islands, Windward Islands, Jamaica, uh, Windward Islands, Guyana, Leeward Islands, Jamaica, Trinidad and Tobago Divas, and Barbados. So it looks like 16. Okay, okay. And the Windward Islands as well. Okay. Just mm-hmm. good. So we will get that team. So why don't we make a break, take a break, and I'll bring in Simon. Simon, a question for you, and we have one, I'm sure, or they wouldn't mind asking you one in, a, in exchange, in reverse. Simon, it's all yours, sir. Simon O'Brien. One. You're with me? I'm with you. I'm here. I'm not too far. I just have a little snack there. For... I'm with you. <laughs> You're having a snackaroo? I'm, snack. I'm just having supper. I'm, I'm oh, here dear. with you. Well, Talented men and ladies who know the game so well. The game that we love so much. Hope everyone is well. Had a wonderful week. And we are looking forward to a much, much better week next week. Yes, sir. Your question, question sir? I am ready with my question if you are all yes. ready. Yes. We We've go. been waiting for hour and 45 minutes. Hour and 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Simon. Okay, question for tonight is two part question, two parts to this question. Okay, everybody listening up? Listening up? Mm-hmm. All right. Two parts to my question. First of all, where in the world uh, is Queensland? 
That's the first part of my question. Okay. All right. And the second part of my question is, what is the name of the premier cricket ground in Queensland? What's the name of the premier, the number one cricket ground? Good question. Number one cricket ground in Queensland? Here in the world is Queensland. Two questions. We all know that's Australia. Yeah, we know it's Queensland. Queensland is in Australia. Okay, let's go to the And uh, what's the name of the premier cricket ground in Queensland? The number one cricket ground in Queensland. You, you just run me out time and I'm out. You just run me I'm out. By a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't make the call. Is it Brisbane? Uh, no, uh, no, we are going through the panel. No. They're going, I'm not going to answer. Okay. Go but he has a chance. Queensland. Okay. Go ahead. Name, the there. name of the number one cricket ground oh, in oh, Queensland. Oddly, oh, Canberra. Simon, is that the no. one by the name of the, the, the Gabba cricket ground in Queensland? The Gabba, I think, is Western Australia, right? Yes, let's go through the panel. Let's ask everybody. Give everybody a fair chance. Give everyone a fair chance. I think it's I think it's a Gabba. I think it's a Gabba. Yes. Okay, thank you. Let's go through the panel. Gabba is a nickname. Where is the Gabba? Gabba is a nickname. Is it Western Australia or Melbourne, MTG? Oh, Victoria? Okay, no, no. No, um, this, this cricket ground is in Queensland. I'm asking you what's the name of the cricket ground. And, and I, I said, I don't know, Audley said so he is something. And who else? Okay. Okay. Let's go to the panel. Ask the others. Ask the, Mr. McKenzie, what say you? But what I say, say you um, Queensland is in Australia. And yes, I think and the what's... ground there is Gabba. Okay. Okay. Let's go to the panel. Let's that's a nickname. No, that's Gabba is a nickname. Okay. Let's, let's go to the panel. Ask the others. Give yeah, I, I, said, I said Queens. I said Queensland. Uh, I mean, we're not Queensland, Australia, but uh, as to the ground that is there. Okay, let's I don't go. know. Let's, let's ask the others. I don't know. What, what about my What about my good friend there, um, from Antigua? <laughs> Virgil is now with us this evening. Virgil, Virgil, he's now with us this evening. We tried him a couple of times, but he did not respond. What about our good friend from Nevis? Yeah. Donna. Donna and, and also uh, and also um, Ivor. Donna and Ivor. Oh, I, I think you're not somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you going to make a try, uh, Hyson? Try yeah, I, no, I think Queensland is in, in on Australia, but I don't know the name of the cricket ground. Okay, okay that's fair. That's fair enough. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the name of it. Uh, anybody Donna. else who wants to have a crack at it? How about you, Mr. Let's, let's get on to Mr. Oh, Dennis? Dennis didn't have. Yes, yeah, so I said clue? it was a Gabba. Dennis, Dennis yeah. usually has the answers. And oh, he said the Gabba. I tell you, he oh, has the answers. But where's the Gabba? Where's the Gabba? What's the name of the Gabba? Okay. That's the name of the cricket ground in, us, in Queensland. Gabba, okay. That's, my, that, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Oh, oh, Mr. Okay. Patel is not with us. Patel? Mm-hmm. Mr. Mr. Patel. Patel is not with us. 
he might he be always gets the answers. He's he's on he's on and off. He's on, okay, but he must right. be on mute too. He's been a busy man these days. He's okay, I understand. That's the whole panel we have now. That's the whole yes, panel. The, the whole panel. Mr. President, do you want me to really um, yes, give you my answer? Yes. Okay, from my textbook from London, ICC. Uh, Queensland, of course, is in Australia. That part is mm-hmm. right. And the premier cricket ground in Queensland is called the Gabba. Okay. So everybody must Gabba. No guessing again. I know well for sure where it is. Just like we have lords and in, in, in London, just like we have lords, Chief, Chief Brown. A question for Simon. Yes. All right, um, Mr. Simon. Um, early on, I'm with we you. did something on the inside. We did something on the inside edge. We we talked about a cricketer who scored some some international centuries. All right, his name is M.S. Dhoni from, from India. How many international centuries has he scored? Mm. And that is ODI and test matches together, all combined. Okay. And you say his name is? M.S. Dhoni, <laughs> a wicketkeeper, former captain wicketkeeper from India. Downey. How many centuries okay. has he scored? In, in, has he scored also um, international centuries? And I that you. included ODIs <laughs> And, you, and I know you usually give me three tries. Okay, I'm going to start out first. Uh, my best shot at that one, I'm going to say 40. No. And um, if I, I'm wrong, I'm uh, going to cut, get cut, another cut guess. In, cut in half. I'm going I'm, I'm to listen for the clues. You can cut that in half and work Okay. All right. So I'll say 23. Mr. Simon, you said 40, and I say cut that in half and work from there. <laughs> That, and I'll say 18. And we're 18, <laughs> 18. No, 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 it's not 18. Okay. So you have one and more And I'll say 17. Uh, no, you're, you're just, just a little bit out. more. <laughs> so I say 19, 19. No, 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 no. You, you, you're gone. You, you're deep. You're on the far away now. Okay, so I said six miles an hour in the, in the wrong direction. Sixteen. Sixteen. Sixteen is the right answer, but you know, we we'll give you a, a, a few more this evening. Sixteen okay. is the right answer, and and remember now, MS Dhoni scored ten ODI centuries and six Test centuries. And just I thank for, you just so much. For, just, for, just for a little commission, he scored all of them in Asia, none outside in of Asia. Asia. I thank you so much. You see how much we learn from all your talented men and ladies who know this game so well. <laughs> well, you're, the you're on the love so much. Field, so that's, that's all right. Thank you so much. Okay. So I'm going right. to file that away now. And remember, for the next 10 years when you ask me again, I'll get it 16. <laughs> all right. Just remember that age. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Back to you, yeah. Yeah. Back okay, to you. thank you so much for that answer. Thank you Give for revealing that for me. The, the CPL. Simon, you know, remember where we are now. We are C, not the CPL, the IPL. We're in India. And the top teams are the Chennai Super Kings number one, the Rajasthan Royals, the LXSG, the GT, the PRCB, the PBKS, MI, 
KKR Sunrisers and the, at the bottom of the table are the, the Delhi Capitals in that order. Just to, to speed up things in the process, we, the tournament, uh, the player with the most runs at this point is Fat uh, Deputis. He has 405 runs. In the second place is Devon Conway, 314. David Warner is in third place. Derek Coley, fourth, 279. And um, Guy Quad is has in fifth place with 217. Uh, Raul, 262. Iowa, 254. Glenn Maxwell, 253. Josh Butler, 244. Kyle Mayers, 243. Um, uh, Darwin, second Darwin, he has 243. And then in 11th place, we have... We have um, uh, Raku Singh, and then Shipman Gill, Shipman Gill, 228, and in um, Jazz Brown, he has 227, and in the 15th spot is Varma, uh, Varma. So we have one West Indian in that lineup in the top 15, turning our attention to the bowling. We have Sirag, he has 13 wickets. Singh, Ashji Singh, 13 wickets as well. Um, Shahal, 12 wickets. Rahul Khan, 12 wickets. Deep Panda also has 12. Mark Wood, 11. Ravindra Deja, 10 wickets. Mohammed Shami, 10 wickets. Um, Kanubati, he has 11, 10 wickets as well as Hashel Patel, related to Jason, 10 wickets. Shala, 9 wickets. Ashwin, 9 wickets. Trent Bolt, 9 wickets. And uh, Markendi, he has 8 wickets. And uh, Ravi Bishnoi, 8 wickets. So those are the, the top bowling and top 15 bowling in both batting and bowling. Some records that were established, well, I'll tell you that in a moment because who has the most runs in the IPL is Virat Kohli. He has 6,903 runs. Who has hit the most fours? He hit 700, he has 734 fours. And who has the most sixes? Is it 357 by Chris Gale? That sounds right. The most sixes, yep. 357. And the highest score is by Chris Gale, 175. That sounds right. The highest strike rate, 175.75. No, let me repeat it again. The highest strike rate is by Russell, 175.57. And the most, they call it the most wicked, 183 by by Dar, um, Darren Bravo, Dwayne Bravo, Dwayne Bravo, Dwayne, 183 wickets. 
and the guy with the best record bowling figures is Azari Joseph. Six for twelve. Six for twelve. Oh. And the guy with the best um, bowling average, seventeen point nine two, is his name is Shepard here. Is um South African. His name is deleted out. And the other guy's name is the economy rate is six fifty. I know this guy is the um Bangladeshi six point five zero. And Mr. Kuma. And these things are shaded out. I can't give those figures, but just for the interest. And any questions, any comments, what I am commenting on it seems as if um two hundred in a T20 match is, is a thing of the past. You just say that it's impossible. Today, 200 can be can be surpassed easily with with balls to spare. Comments from all folks. Leon, for me, the you gave the total number of runs scored. I want to look at the batting averages in this current series, 2023 series. The highest highest averages, of course, is uh, Darwin. He's number one in my table with an average of 116.5 runs from four Mm -hmm. innings. Of course, he had two nutouts, which helped to put him there. Uh, Number two is Pat Duplessis with his average of 67 from seven innings. Uh, Hetmeyer. Uh, the only recognized in uh, West Indian in the top 21, I think. He has an average of 62 from mm-hmm. seven innings. Uh, Abdul Samad is number four in that average is 62. Uh, then we have um, MS Dhoni. His batting average is 61 from five, from five innings. Um R.K. King, Singh, I should say, my apologies, 58 is his batting average. Um, C.J. Green, a batting average of 55. Uh, going all the way down to, we'll see that um, Virat Kohli is in here somewhere, and um, he is uh, number 13 in that list with a batting average of 46. And mm-hmm. he didn't help his cause much with the last couple of matches where he's been um, out. He's had a couple of ducks in the last uh, several, well, two or three innings, which hasn't helped him much. And Mr. Guy Quad, uh, I will see, um, not able to find him at the moment in mm-hmm. this list, but he is in there somewhere. Conway, who's making a lot of noise, his average is 52. And Jason Roy's average is 52 as well. And uh, we have David Warner, average of 47. And that's where Stripman Gill, his average is at 38. So there we have it. Um, Leon, my average batting average is yes, right up to today. And very very Chennai, Super, Chennai Super King seems to be leading the pack right now with 10 points from their uh, seven matches, followed by 
one, two, three, four, five teams behind Chennai Super Kings, all on four po- eight points, winning four victories from their matches. And of course, as you said, Delhi Capital bringing up the rear. They've got one victory out of six matches. That's my little average there. And as what Liam pointed out, a lot of matches where we are seeing 200 runs scored in, 10, in 20 overs, which is an amazing excitement for, say, today's crowd was, what, 60,000? Wow. It's amazing to see that crowd in, in, in watching and enjoying this IPL 2023. Back to you, Liam. Anybody else want to make a contribution towards that? I don't know. Jason, you want to be a mute? Are you? Okay, so let's move on. Anybody else? Nobody else. I, I, Donald, I want to... Go ahead, Dennis. Go I, ahead. I, I, I am watching, I'm watching something right at home here. Um, is what is happening in the USA as far as cricket is concerned. Coming in, in July... There'll be a tournament, six teams, 19 games in Dallas. And they are spending $20 million to get that pavilion ready for the event. And this is being put on by Cricket, literally um, Cricket USA. So they are going great guns over here. And I think we need to keep an eye on what is happening here. Because they're also preparing to join the West Indies in hosting the T20 tournament next year. So I just want to leave with that information. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Keep our eyes open and what's happening right in our backyard. Thank you. Okay. Did you hear anybody Mackenzie, what is the name of that tournament you're referring to? It's a major league cricket. Major MSL? league. Uh, what? In MSL? MSL? Play, it's going to be played in Dallas. In Dallas? Yeah, down there. I still didn't get the name of the tournament. Major league cricket tournament. Oh, major league. Major league. Thank you, Max. We're aware of that. Yes, yes. We're on the case with that one. Thank you. Okay, and my just pleasure. And just to but, segue a little just, bit. Okay, good, good then. Go ahead. Just, just to say, Leon, that um, South Florida better be on the, the, the watch because um, with, with Dallas, you know, having, I think it's going to be an international stadium because uh, I'm mm-hmm. a, they're aware of the mm-hmm. fact that Trinidad, Florida has the only the only ICC sanctioned stadium right now, and then the next one will be one of those stadiums up here in in Georgia, in in Georgia, uh, Mr. Where I think is Mr. Patel, and um, I think it's in Ms. Patel, where they're mm-hmm. having multiple fields, but one of the one one particular one will be I think of international standard. So um, you know you know we have to buck up our. our, our, our or we got there's more competition for Florida now because you know most of those games that are carried from from abroad, the Indias, the Bangladeshis, and stuff, because they the New Zealand because we want to be recognised as international matches. They have to play at that international sanction 
um, cricket ground, and now they're going to be having options, right? So whenever the, whenever cricket is being played, international cricket is being played, um, people get better get out and watch it. I know if it's India, there's no problem or the Bangladesh because they have so much Asians here. So much Asians, uh, the cricket, before, you can hardly get a ticket. And, and it's very expensive. So they, you know, they, they always support cricket. But when the West Indies playing and, you know, depending on who they're playing, if they should play here, we better get out there and watch it or else little by little, you're going to be hearing a lot of international matches being played and it, it's either Georgia, Texas, and, and the Carolinas, where, what they, you know, they're yeah, playing yeah, right the Carolinas, yeah. yes. Okay. Back Thank you so much for that. I just want to draw the attention of the panelists about the cool and smooth T20 that is being played mm-hmm. in Antigua, and a number of matches have been played. Some matches, some teams have already played seven matches, and the Liberta Blackhawks, and the, the Liberta Blackhawks are the leaders in this tournament. They have played the seven, they won six, and lost one. They are presently on 30 points. They are, defend, they are the defending champions, followed by Empire Nation with 15 points. The Empire, mm. the Pickett Crushers are on 15 points. New Winthrop, they have played six and also are on 15 points. The Jennings Tigers are on 15 points. And the Bowlers Blasters, they are also on 15 points. So you have five teams uh, on 15 points, followed by the second to last team, uh, All Saints, the Pythons, they are on 10 points, followed by Club Bethesda, they are on five points, just barely won their lonely match. So it, just to tell you something of note, that the, uh, the pick Liberta Blackhawks, I have two national players in at least well three. Jimbo. You can say four. You have Cornwall. You have Gore. You got now um, Walsh and one other player whom I don't remember quite well. But they have some top-notch players. But the tournament is comprised of a number of Irish players who have come down to be in the camps to do their camp in Antigua, and they have also been drawn into the tournament. And the matches are streamed live on the ACB webpage, Antigua Cricket Association. Antigua and Barbie, the Cricket I, Association. I wasn't aware Web- of that. I wasn't aware of that. I could watch them yes, in the night. And you, here, can, and you can download. I wasn't aware of that. Download, you can download the app. And you get some stats early, which I just remember. I thought you knew about it. I would have told you. Yeah, the stats I, I, are I listen, I, I, I've listened oh, to Joe during because the mornings. I'm getting the, yeah. I'm getting the results and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They discuss it, but I, I didn't know yeah, you, you. I was yes, able to I'm watch it. I'm following it as, as, as best I can because they will give you the number of matches overall. They'll give you the number of sixes that were scored in the tournament. Mm-hmm. They give you the number of runs scored from, by boundaries. They'll give you the number of wickets taken in the tournament, the number of balls that have been bowled, the number of yes, extras. Yes, I, I, I heard Joe did that, Joe, Joe. Mm-hmm. The extras that have scored, 
and the number of fours that were hit in the tournament plus the number of sixes, the number of fifties that are in the tournament, the number of the number of wide wide <laughs> yeah, the yeah, everything. The hundred partnerships, the maidens, the duck balls and the catches. Yes. And the yes. stomping and the percentage of runs versus um, 49.57, what is it? I don't even notice what it is. 49.70 represents what percentage of runs scored as a, run, as a result of balls bowled. And then the frequency of um, boundaries, how frequent. So this is the most comprehensive website. So go to Cool and Smooth T20 2023 and download this app and you will get the up-to-date scores. It give you the fixtures, the points tables, the stats, the sponsors, the heroes. For instance, it tells you all about who is the leading scorer in the tournament. So you can follow it at one one click of, of a, a knob. You can get into Cool and Smooth. And I hope that Western Cricket Board will have something similar that you can go into to a little do um, an app that you can just pull one up rather than go go through and just have to flip around three and four, five, six pages to get the information. So I just commend mm-hmm. whoever thought of this and I know my friend there, Kumar Rodney, he has to be praised for it. So he has put in a lot yeah, of Yeah, he's the president of the association, Antigua. Uh, anyone, anyone who names Leon, man, I... I, I told him his mother named him after me. And he said... <laughs> I, I didn't know his name was the... And I, I, I know, you know him by, just by said, the, the uh, nickname Kuma. Yeah. Kuma <laughs> Radney. <laughs> but anyway... Leon, so just, Leon a, cor- a correction. Uh, I think mm-hmm. you said the uh, there's a from Ireland down there. I thought there was from Scotland. No, Ireland. I, no, Scotland, yes, Scotland, 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 oh. you're right, Scotland, yes. You're quite right, Scotland, yes. Mm. Right. Leon, Scotland, and they, yeah, yeah. The Scottish team, and most of the players are involved with the various teams. They're incorporated into the teams. And all players from all over the Caribbean are involved, too. They have players from I all think the you've been called, Mr. Francis. Hassan. <laughs> I'm just glad to see the Blackhawks beating the Blasters. Are you telling me you want to tell that you're from the Blackhawks country? No, I'm from Alberta. I'm from Alberta. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm from Alberta. So, yes. and my husband's from, from Boland, so I'm glad. Oh, to... <laughs> the Bolands are being crushed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like to tell me a good ball and so I'm tricky. Yeah, well, so. tell him if he hasn't been if he hasn't been following the the, the, the progress, the, the web page is very much up, and you can see it. Yeah, it's just cool and smooth, and it's ongoing, and the upcoming yes. Mm-hmm. So okay. Empire Nation. Uh, Today's a rest day. I, rem- I remember yes. them saying today's a rest day. So no cricket has been played tonight, dear. Mm-hmm. But as yes. of tomorrow night again, double cricket. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and Boland by 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 won a match yesterday and the one the beat up on Empire Nation. They scored 147 for two as opposed to 
your Empire Nation scored 146 for 7 from their 20 overs. And Boland did it, did it without, with some 5.2 overs left. That's a yeah. And Bird still, wow. still has more points. Yes. And team uh, I tell you something, Leon. I tell you something, Leon. I, I, the side that beat um, Blackhawks the other night, the next morning, when you listen to the coach, and those, you think they have won the competition already? Because, yeah, well, <laughs> because Black, it's such a big thing to beat Blackhawks because they've been the dominant team over the yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, and um, to 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 bowl them out, I think it's less than 110 or, or thereabouts. Yeah, 126 points. I can tell you the score right. What the point is, mm-hmm. right? Liberty they really they they made 102, and they 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 arrested some of the top players. But that has nothing to do with it. You play Liberty is Liberty. Whether you rest or not. Yeah. But they, <laughs> they made 102, and they were all out under the 20 overs, in 18 overs. And then Jennings came back and made 106 or 5 in the 19th over. So mm. I, I'm, I'm full of praise for this webpage. It's one of the most comprehensive web and I just recommend that anyone who wants to just look on and just get some stuff, and you may get yeah. some ideas. So that is my talk for tonight. You wanna you wanna give it out again just to make sure that everybody yeah, gets cool and smooth. Yeah. App. Cool and smooth. Cool and smooth. App. Mm-hmm. And okay. you can just download the app and just have it on their platform. Well, you know, you have to go to Antigua and Barbie, the Cricket Association app. Antigua. And then if okay. Cricket, the, oh, well. then you'll see the cool and smooth results that is reached. Uh, I, I tell you, Leon, it's a lot of life to you know go get back to Antigua. I have to go to cool and smooth because <laughs> I'm telling you, they, they support sports big yes. in Antigua. Yes. And yes. you know, Me almost too. everything here by cool and smooth, by cool and smooth. So just the, the fact that they, they are so huge when it comes to, to sports, in particularly cricket. I, I would and I would just like to walk into the store and ask what what's the name you got asked for again? There's a guy you, you asked for. My name. brother. Yeah, my uh, brother, you know. My, yeah, yeah, something my brother. Yeah, my yeah, brother. Something my brother. Yeah. 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 You know? Uh, I mean they, they support cricket big, 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 big. Yeah. Just, just for that I would like to go there and buy something. Uh, a few years ago I went to Kuna Food. I didn't want anything but I bought a couple T shirts to do folks from yeah. yes. because I think they deserve it. Yeah, they deserve they're, they're really big when it comes to support. For so support. Not only cricket, every every aspect. So mm-hmm. County Championship. I know Simon was in the second division. In, in Leon, yes, Leon before we do the County Championship, can I just bring another item, you know, to the front here? Involving our Haley Matthews. Um, I think uh, Mac mentioned. You, you, I want to draw your attention. I want to draw your attention to. I, I wrote an article about Hale, Hale, the Queen. Do you remember I wrote an article about four weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, go ahead. Right. So Haley Matthews, uh, she was playing in the. Fair Break International T20 Series in Hong Kong. And 
That is a team of six, six teams of international women, all divided into different teams. Six international cricketers, women cricketers, divided into six teams. And they've been playing the Fair Break International T20 Series in Hong Kong. And later on in September, they'll be coming to um, down there in Texas, where they'll be playing the second in the series. And in that international T-Fair Break series, Haley Matthews and uh, West Indies DeAndra Dotton have been selected. But uh, a brilliant century and excellent bowling from uh, Haley Matthews led the, her team, the Warrior Women, to win the Fairbreak International Invitational title last Sunday. She had a convincing 93 runs, uh, Haley Matthews' team. She batted, Matthews hit 11 fours, 9 sixes, and she scored 123 runs from 52 balls, and he uh, led them to a very high total of 230 for four. Uh, when she went in the field, she returned two wickets for 14 runs from her four overs, and the Falcons uh, won that series. Uh, Matthews' team won the championship trophy there in uh, in Hong Kong, so we should set again mark our calendars so that in September, when this same group of ladies arrive in the Texas, I'll be sure to make sure we go out and see all those international ladies. But in particular, uh, we'll have Deandra Dotton and um, Haley Matthews. The uh, overall most runs scored in this Fair Breaks tournament. Uh, Deandra Dutton scored 201 runs in five innings with an average of 40. And Haley Matthews scored 168 runs from four innings with an average of 42. So we can see that uh, Dutton is still out there. She's still quite capable of, you know, producing runs. So once again, Take this opportunity to see if we can uh, hey, suggest and call on Dustin Deandre to um, come know, back home. Come back home. Bury the hatchet. Bury the hatchet as deep as you can, and get back in Team West Indies women because your services, your experience, your ability is missed there, and we want to see the West Indies cricket, uh, with ladies cricket team. Yes, and that note, we, we are pleased to bring on who? Jatsna, a lady in waiting. Come on, Jatsna, talk to us. Yeah, good evening, everybody. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. We hey, it's, it's been a long time, It has long been time, a century, <laughs> eternity. Say hello to everyone. Hi, Hello, Sin. everyone. Hope hello. everybody's doing good. Good evening, ma'am. Good evening, yeah. ma'am. Yeah. Good, good to hear. Yeah, I've been busy. I'm going to be busy again since the league is starting, women's league, intra-regionals, regionals, and all that, uh, starting from May and onwards. So. I'm not too busy to follow the IPL, though. Are you? 
<laughs> no. 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 WPL, you mean? <laughs> Yeah, well, the, 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 the PL has gone now, and now the IPL is up and, and running. Yeah. Running. Uh, the women's are doing great. Um, uh, you know, heard the news for the Fairbank tournament. Fairbank nice. tournament, okay. Soon you're going to be calling yeah, the women to be... Yeah, the one in the matches. Soon you're going to be calling for, for women to be drafted into the IPL. Is that true or That's, no? Yeah, women playing IPL. No, WPL. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying WPL. <laughs> oh, only WPL. They're not going going that far. So anything new? IPL? Not sure. Not sure. I am not sure about that. No. Not even to be an umpire. Who? Our coach. Who knows? You may have a woman coach for the IPL. Yeah, women coach. Yeah, you never know, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything, anything else that yeah. you have? So any uh, major yeah. accomplishment with your 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 ladies? Ladies, um, nothing so far. Just having tournaments, playing league tournaments in Houston. They played recently. The one is going to be in uh, Atlanta in May Memorial Weekend. Okay. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember? Is, uh, remember some time ago you brought on a group of ladies. I think they were commissioners to be on our show, and you were trying to get them to go to in- come India. Come to our show. Yeah. Come, How are come they? Come to our show. Come to our show. Yes, they did come, but they were sort of reluctant of accepting cricket. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Right. They could not uh, get. Um, I don't know. We didn't get them connected with our radio show. I remember that. Couple of uh, yeah. cricketers. Yeah, they're yeah. from India. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. We can still try. Let me see if they will be available in coming soon. All right. In near future. Mm. Okay. Leon, I have a question for Jasna. I don't Why know not? if you have any answers for for me, but. Has, what is the talk about of women's coach? Any news on what's happening there in terms of um, the, the no. women's coach? No, I, I I have no idea what's going on with the coach for U.S. cricket. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, have mm. they advertised the position yet? Not they. No. I don't think they want you know advertise for anything. Mm-hmm. Not there, not there, Noah. Well, we we surely need to get that in place as soon as possible because you know women's cricket is advancing far, far, rap- very rapidly, and we don't want the United States to be left behind. So I hope uh, correct. Cricket I agree. Cricket USA getting the fingers out and get things moving. Yeah, uh, if there is anything, I'll definitely share with you all. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In the coming okay. weekend, hopefully. Right. Any scouts are going into Sinkit? Any scouts are going into Sinkit to see the West Indies Women India yeah. Championship as well as the, the, the T20 and the 50 over matches? I think they call one the Blade and then the. All right, well, if not, anyone has any mm. other 
questions for Jetna? Or, or anyone else have any questions for anyone else before we move on? I think we just have joined with Iva. We just came on. So go ahead, Dennis. I don't know if Iva has any questions. No, no, I was about about to, I'm back to. Oh, you're back to okay. anything, Jason, from you or, or Iva? Go. Whoever first. Go ahead, yes, Iva. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Iva. Yeah, good evening, good evening, gentlemen, good evening, and um, yeah, just hey, good evening, Ivan. And, and many of them here too. You got Jatna on, you have Hyacinth on, you have Donna on, you have Murchie on. Murchie. Oh, and I many. Sure all of the ladies are all of the gentlemen. Yes. yes. Just say good evening. Good evening. Good evening. I heard Jatna say she's going to be in my neck of the woods over the uh, Memorial Weekend. So I, mm. I think I'll get to I'm going to do some commentary there, so I will be able to meet Detna in person. Okay, Detna? Yeah, you heard that first. <laughs> I don't think she oh. heard. I don't oh, think she, she anyway. heard you, but she's still here. Jatin, come on in. Yeah, I'm here, and I can uh, I can cover a little bit on uh, IPL side. Let me give you an update on that in terms of uh, we are very close to halfway point of this IPL. Every team is supposed to play 14 teams. And uh, at this moment, looks like uh, majority of the teams has played uh, seven games, uh, I think six mm-hmm. of them. And the four teams are going to play their seventh game tomorrow and uh, Tuesday. But uh, looks to me at this point, about seven teams are the contenders, front runners at the halfway, with about uh, four wins or five wins like that. And then it will open up the competition for the second half, as I said, after the midway. It's still. If you look at this uh, point system at the moment, you cannot scratch off anyone. Means even the Delhi Capital, who has only one game win, they can still come back and make it the playoff. Top four teams will be playing playoffs. So it will be very competitive in the second half because every team has a possibility to make it to the playoff. And uh, I will not be surprised if this situation goes to last game of the regular season where top four is not decided. It will happen. It happened in last three IPL, I will say. We were not knowing that who will be the final four until that last game. And again, I will not be surprised same situation this year. We might say one or team can be knocked out after 10 games or something, but the final four cannot be decided until you reach 14th game for this team. So that's an ongoing thing. The bar is raising in terms of the scoring. Uh, I think uh, today, Chennai Super Skiing uh, scored the highest total in uh, is a franchise IPL people, 235. They beat 232 previous ones. So this looks like uh, records are made to break, and I will not yeah. be surprised to see 250 sometime soon. How about that? 
remember, remember Carl Wall scored 204, notwithstanding the... <laughs> That was the ground. I've been to that ground so many times, so don't compare that 204 with IPL, please. <laughs> IPL have a lot of small grounds, too. They have a lot of small grounds, too. That's why you get... No, 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 but what, what I say, the Cornwall winning on that field, you have to look at the field size. They're playing one side only. It was a regular dirt uh, with the carpet on. And look at the competition who bowl against him. Now, if you compare that uh, level to IPL, we are in a different world. That, that is my point. I'm not saying that the 204 easy at any level. No, 100%. It does not matter where, when, and against who you score 200. It's still toughest score to score at any time, I will say. And uh, I meet him after that uh, inning he played the uh, following day. And, uh, I can see that he's capable to score big, right? He's capable to score big, but uh, way this T20 is going, it's anybody's game, and anybody can make a day. All it takes is a good effort, and you got to have some luck in your favor, and that's all it takes. It's a matter of like hour and a half. You can change the world. Mm-hmm. Any other questions? Any other comments? Jason, you might have missed out on some of the things that we covered, but anything that you want to rehash? Uh, not much. Not much. How about you, Iva? Anything that you want to mention? Um, first, we yes, want to uh, yes. apologize on behalf of your listeners on yesterday's show because of your non-appearance um, and just it's a matter of Understand that, but you can explain better than I can. Can you do no, that? that was, uh, no, that 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 came from the block talk radio and there uh, whatever um, issues they were having. Yeah. I wish they could have had a way that when callers calling, for them to know that they're having issues, as opposed to leave them hanging. Because I had yeah. a, a number of calls, wondering what's happening to the show. But that I think might have to get in touch with them to tell them there should be a way. Where they could alert persons that they are having problems and the show is not going to be aired. But anyway, we're here. Or they, this and they don't, they're not on, the, the, the staff is not on, on over the weekend. And yeah, you, well, what I'm just saying, during, mm, during the week, yeah. we can touch with them to tell them they should but have even, a recording there to say. Well, even in June, the what week, the matter, you, two, two days. You have to wait two days to get a response to them by way of email. So that's not good. That's not proper. You can't get to speak to someone. They don't do that anymore. When we started, they, that would have been able to be resolved. But nevertheless, uh, yes, go ahead. Yeah, we'll give it a go next, next Saturday. Then it will tell you what to find out at the end of the show. But I just want to jump and say I missed the birthday hour, but um, Sister Ellen, one of my sons having a birthday come the 27th. I guess we'll leave we leave Marva for um, next Sunday. Her birthday is coming up next Sunday. Okay. All have mentioned that. Oh, yeah, all right. Marva. Okay. Yeah, I just want to get in those. Yes, indeed. Okay, we will we will make note of those. Audrey, uh, you, you will do that. Anything else? Dennis, anything that we have? Well, and I did read about Ella and your son, Ivor. Ella and Vaughn. Yes, I, I announced it. I announced it. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. Okay. And I Donna, Donna, Donna came in too, as well, yes. 
But, okay. but I have Ella as, as Cardinal's sister. So, uh, mm-hmm. you got to correct no, that. No, you got to correct that. No. Yeah, Donna's sister. Yeah. Earlier, Leon, you mentioned the uh, English County Championship, and in that oh, area, yes. although although I'm not really going to, I, I, I guess I could certainly um, uh, mention. I could certainly mention um, the Division One teams. I think the Middlesex won their game by four wickets. Uh, the Somerset Lancashire match was drawn. Hampshire and Northamptonshire. Hampshire won by an innings and 270 runs. And Essex and Kent, their match was drawn. Uh, in the county, Division 2, Gloucester and Worcester match drawn. Durham and Glamorgan match drawn. And Sussex and Yorkshire match drawn. But I particularly wanted to point out uh, or remind our listeners that West Indian Shea Hope is uh, currently um, on duty with the Yorkshire team. And in the first inning, he scored 38 runs. And in the second inning of that match, he was able to, he scored 53 not out. And um, so he's doing quite well. But there was a little bit of a controversy in that match where mm-hmm. Shai Hope apparently was um, he he said that he actually grounded his bat and then walked out of his crease. And the uh, Sussex players actually, you know, dismissed the bail. And, uh, they appealed mm-hmm. for a run out, but the umpire said no, it was not, a, not out. Nonetheless, I think mm-hmm. the Sussex players were somewhat aggrieved that he wasn't given out, uh, claiming that he had left his crease and he should not have done so. But the important thing is, the umpire said he was not out, and Shai Hope has done well with a 38 in the first innings and 53 not out in the second innings. And uh, Yorkshire, due to rain on the final day, Yorkshire was denied the victory that was imminent because they only needed to score another, I think it was about uh, 60 or 30 runs in order to um, win the match. So, unfortunately for them, the rain, or fortunately for Sussex, the rain came all day, causing the match to be end in a draw. But good, well done, Shai Hope. And we hope that the West Indies selectors are paying attention. But you are right. on that. For, for the sake so, of, so, so one, one question. question. Yeah, let me. Yes. One question. Did you know the, the ball was returned to the. Which one? Yeah, that's the same thing we're going to ask about the question. Go ahead. Yeah, mm-hmm. if the ball was returned to the bowler or, or the wicket keeper, making the ball dead. So if it didn't go to the keeper or return to the bowler as a dead ball. So because the players should know if the ball was dead, yes or no. I'm, I just, I'm just wondering. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, the report I read did not indicate. Um, who had possession of the ball other than that after the ball had been delivered Shai Hope as you've seen in some matches he actually physically tapped his bat in the crease and then walked out presumably to do gardening or whatever and at that time that's when the Sussex players removed the bail and they claimed that this was something they had observed in Shai Hope's first innings that he was very 
prone to walking out of his crease in that fashion, and they had deliberately set him up to try and run him out in that fashion. But, of course, the umpire did not agree with the call and gave him not out. So that's the gist of what um, I can tell you that has happened in, in that situation, okay. oddly. Okay. I, I read an article recently over in Pakistan because they seem to have appointed uh, Mickey Arta as their head coach, and he's still coaching Derbyshire. And Ramesh Raja, former Pakistani player, I think he might have been captain some years ago. He, no he called the decision. Mm. He is uh, he is very very. It's hard. It's a Ramesh Raja. He tore into the Pakistan cricket board on the uh, Mickey Arthur's appointment. He calls it a, as crazy as a clown, and in a village trucker stuff, village trucker stuff, because of the appointment. Here is it that Mickey Arthur is still a coach over in Derbyshire, and he has now taken up. To be the head coach over the cricket director over in Pakistan, and here is Ramesh Raja coming out against it. I don't know if anybody heard about it. And what, so, what, one, what, one question, Leon. One, one question: yeah. Is he the coach? Is he the coach of a of a side like, say, the ladies' side, the youth side, or the men's side? You know, no. because no, just, yeah. just a coach for the team for the teams. Ramesh remains. Remains Mickey Arthur's main focus. However, he continues to be an ambitious coach. And having our our head coach leave Pakistan in the ICC World World Cup, as well as the international series, we be we will be great opportunity for our club. That's one of the representatives saying that. As you say, Audley. Yeah. Uh, and Dennis, Leon, um, the, the Ramesh Raja, I think he, he was most recently chairman of the Pakistan Cricket Board. I I think, but then I think he might have been relieved of his position, but he was he was chairman of the Pakistan Cricket Board. And now the Arthur situation, he has been coached, he has held position as coaches in Derby and in other places. And I think he, he previously coached in Pakistan at one point. So he's and well he previously held West Indies job report too, right? Yeah, when well, they failed he, the World he's, had a number, he's had a number of coaching positions around the world, and so he, he's highly regarded. And uh, I think, as far as I can understand, some group in Pakistan is quite happy that he has come back because they see him as an asset to help them. I don't think he's still part of Derbyshire. Yes, the same um, still a part of Derbyshire. The well, still. the report the report I read did not indicate that he was still part. I think he might have given up the position at Derby, uh, as I, it, it was reported to me, as I remember, as a according, part of that position. According to the, the Derbyshire Chief Executive Ryan Ryan Duckett, mm-hmm. Mickey, he still approached by the Pakistani Cricket Board over the Christmas period and he was always very open with the club and contacting me immediately 
and commenting on that and committing to Derbyshire. So he's still going to be, have, just like he was with the West Indies when he took up the appointment to to serve on that committee, but that was a committee, but this is going to be taking them to the World Cup and uh, towards against, I think, two other international sides coming to Pakistan, but he would, would not be there in person. I understand he's going to be remote. Is he such an important person? Yeah. I, I have, have a report here. Yeah. Leon, I have a here from, from Pakistan News. And it said that the Pakistan Cricket Board confirmed the appointment of a new director for the Pakistan men's team. Pakistan Cricket Board have appointed mm-hmm. former head coach Mickey Arthur as the director of the Pakistan men's cricket team. Arthur's okay. responsibilities mm-hmm. in this position include developing, implementing, and supervising the tactics yeah. used by the Pakistan men's squad. The 54-year-old South African will also serve as a member of the coaching staff of the ICC Men's Cricket World Cup 2023, as well as for the home series against the West Indies and the away tour to Australia. In addition, he will be there with the team when Pakistan plays India in the ACC Asia Cup. Arthur, who was previously the head coach of the national teams between 2016 and 2019 rejoins the Pakistan team at a crucial time with the Asia Cup and the ICC Men's Cricket World Cup coming around the corner. I'm absolutely thrilled to be rejoining the Pakistan cricket team and looking forward to working with the group, Arthur said. Since moving on, I have kept track of the players and their collective performances. So, there is a report. This is a report directly out of Pakistan, Pakistan News. And there okay. is nothing that, yeah, you know, have lived and, and worked. But, but, but Roger doesn't, doesn't like him to be getting some RS 12 lakhs per month. I don't know how much well, that pays yeah. in dollars. But 12 lakhs, well, L-A-K-H-S, monthly salary. Uh, but that's, uh, it yeah. seems to be workable. Yeah. No. The, the chairman of the board, no. No, I thought you were that because I wanted to make a comment on what Dennis spoke about with the one out. Okay. All right. I hope. So but we finish this, right? We finish it. Nobody has had any comment about this, Pakistan. One, just one point. The current okay. chair of the Pakistan Cricket Board welcomed Arthur back into the setup, and he had coached in Sri Lanka and Derbyshire since leaving the coaching pool with Pakistan previously. So it seems to me that this is a time Don't and Don't 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 Mm-hmm. Right. Once he made good his ground, and let's go back yeah. to a little bit of thing here. Remember, once ago when a batsman made his ground, he jumped up to celebrate. At the time when the when the base was dislodged, they were giving that batsman out. Say so he was not grounded, whether by feet or with his bat in hand. Remember that. Mm-hmm. So they 
change to start to say, wait, once he would have made his ground, no matter what happened after that, he cannot be out unless Even he attempts another one. Attempts another one, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, mm-hmm. let's keep it a little further. A batsman cannot be out after misapprehension because then he used the word, said it. No, no, the young is in charge yes. of fear and unfair playing. So once they're talking about they're going to set up somebody, when Shai Hope Meyer thought the ball is dead, we're not mm-hmm. doing anything else with it, the fielder holding the ball out here for him to wander out of his crease a little bit, whatever he's going to mm-hmm. do. So the umpire made the right decision. You cannot give him out like that because you're playing footsie with the ball over here, didn't take it back to the keeper or the bowler when we know the ball mm-hmm. becomes dead when he finally settles. Long as they keep the, yes. the umpire satisfied, you put the foot in with the ball over there, trying to get him to get out, the, the, the decision is not over. For instance, a batsman is out caught. Presumably out caught because the, the fielder is claiming the man, I mean, the catch. He walks away to the pavilion because he knows he hit the ball in the air. Both of these guys will say, listen, they're going to show this on television that I didn't take the catch. The, the catch. Let me throw to one him out because he's walking away. Mm-hmm. You can say that he's out because he was out of his crease. Because, you know, uh, let me go and say, I didn't take the catch because it bubbled. But you make the batsman believe he took the catch. He walked off. Then you throw in the ball, run him out. That umpire should not say he's out because he's out of his crease. That's a misapprehension. You send him back in and you said that ball. I think that's what I'm yeah. told, why he was given knowledge. Is that correct? That, one, oh, go ahead. One thing, go ahead. one thing there, Ivor. It, I, the fact that he was being set up was something that the Sussex players had discussed amongst themselves that they obviously intended to do. I don't suppose the umpire would have known this. But it was definitely a setup on their side, which they admitted to it in the report that I've seen. So it's and quite I, clear. The did, right, did the right thing. Yes. Based on I what agree. was happening, you can't set up somebody. Yeah, there's a law. There's a whole law written for that. The umpire is yeah. the sole judge of fear exactly. and unfair play. That may have fallen right under unfair play, and he said, no. Dennis, for the sake of those who came in late, why don't you do us a favor by just giving us a recap of most of what we discussed and I'll back you up with anything that you might have left off? Well, for... I put you on the spot, but it's good to put you on the spot. You're always on the spot. (laughs) Well, we, we had the coach's corner in which mindfulness of players was the uh, subject no decision making decision making well yeah decision making but it's under the umbrella of mindfulness so okay. players have to be mindful and if simply in their decision making process we discussed the uh, Headley Week tournament where the young academic Team defeated the professionals uh, in the three days uh, with the young players scoring 153. Anderson, I think his name is, he scored 153, and there was a 50 supporting evidence. We also had the um, the IPL as Coach Gaping gave us a summary. We discussed that at length. 
And we also talked about the women's PP50 and the Blaze Tournament, which is about to commence on May the 8th, the first of the women's PP50, followed two weeks later by the start of the P20 Blaze series. And uh, we have mentioned, of course, the uh, incidents with the... Uh, the the packs the um so I hope as we've just concluded and Amy mm-hmm. Matthews being awarded player of the match is the final of the Fairbreak International Tournament, the second series of which will be played in in, in Texas in uh, September. So we expect to see the same uh, international ladies players in Texas back in September. I think that's as much as I can uh, fill you in with, Leon, you yeah. find the gaps. Right. Uh, can I recall anything else that we left out? County Championship, we talked a little bit about that, of course. And, um, of course, we took on the IPL and the CPL. We did talk about the CPL as well. And mm-hmm. that tournament will commence August the 16th and will go until September the 22nd, 24th. 24th of September, six teams will be taking part, and the match will be played in Trinidad and Tobago, St. Kitts, Guyana, Barbados, St. Lucia. Jamaica, the defending championship, uh, is being left out, and we should have been covered in the India Tour too, but we did not because the, the fixture list is not being completed. But word out is that. There's going to be a wonderful match in the lovely, beautiful city of Lauder Hill. I don't know the date yet, but they do have plans for a match to be played in uh, Lauder Hill at the park there. Anything else we're going to ask? Um, uh, and just, just, just to remind about the, about the, the um, cool and smooth thing there. Because oh, yes. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's very important. Thank you very much. Very passionate about that. Yes, there is an app that is on the Antigua and Barbuda Cricket Association, which gives all the details you can expect, uh, including the cool and smooth tournament, which is in effect right now. And we also had to cover the Liberta Blackhawks, and Hyacinth was happy to <laughs> tell the folks that she, she she's happy for Liberta because she's a the Black Hawkian, they call him. <laughs> and we have. Uh, yeah, that's what you've been called, a Black Hawkian. All right. <laughs> so, but anyway. Okay. But the important thing Leon, is that the, the app is well, available. We're running. Everybody don't want time. We're rapidly running out of time. So, and you do your thing there for me, Dennis. In terms let of me just say that uh, many of us missed unfortunately missed the Saturday morning entertainment show yesterday through no fault of the uh, Saturday morning entertainment show. There were some technical issues with blog talk radio. So we missed our daily, daily entertainment. We miss our daily bread on uh, Saturday morning, Mm -hmm. but next Saturday, we hope they'll be back up and running Saturday morning entertainment show at blogtalkradio.com. Caribbean Global Voices, the number to reach them so you can contribute your favorite song, 563 
3693 for inspiration and entertainment. Yes. For on that note, on that note, on that note, we we got to cut it here because we young more listeners. We have about two seconds left. So we're getting a little tune. I want the folks to hear this tune. A Barbadian engineer by the name of Cephas got to know that Trinidadians were superstitious. This Barbadian smart man by the name of Cephas got to know that Trinidadians were superstitious. So he buy a piece of land up Ololo Mountain, put some concrete on a spring and open a fountain. Well, in less than no time, when you hear the shout, stupid people coming from all about, throwing coins in the fountain. Each one seeking happiness, grown by hopeful lovers. Tell me which one will the fountain bless? And by the time they pull out the page and dive in, taking all the money from the fountain, and hear him singing, all is mine. All is mine, all is mine. I am sure that you would be surprised to know how much big shots does go to Mount Hololo. All kind of people believe in this thing. If you see so many old maids in search of a ring, throwing coins in the fountain like the feeding fish, kneeling down on their knees making a wish, thousands of people were going up there daily. Trinidad was coming just like Italy. So many coins in the fountain. Each one longing for a home. There they lie in the fountain. Just like in the heart of Rome. To see the Barbadian with his swimming trunk on Waiting patiently till all the fools gone To sing all is mine All is mine All is mine Four o'clock one morning my girlfriend waking me Telling me come go up to the fountain with she I say, well, me, I'm walking 12 miles up no mountain. She say, well, if it's 12,000, we're still going. Darling, she say, we're living too long in sin. We have a right to go and fix it by the fountain. I had some money in my house to pay me rent. In the fountain, the girl threw in every cent. And here she's singing, which one will the fountain bless? Which one But all the time this stupid woman making she wish is this smart Barbadian that is getting rich the vagabond singing All is mine All is mine All is mine I don't know how the news reached the FBI 
but the police decide to arrest the guy, an inspector by the name of Dantin, disguised himself, so he went up to the fountain, take out three gold coins and throw it inside, pretend he's making a wish, but he went and hide, when the barbie agency the goal, like if he went crazy, so in the fountain he jumped in immediately, and hear him singing, three coins in the fountain, through the ripples how they shine. All is mine, all is mine, all is mine. But as the vagabond came out from the fountain, the inspector arrested him and started to sing, Not this time, not this time, not Maya Mayers, and I recommend The Cricket Show. Good night, Good night. Good night. <laughs>